Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast, everybody. And if you join us for the first time, hello, where the hell have you been? But welcome anyway. You know, oh yeah, right, better late than never, right? And if you never listen to us, you'll never hear this. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> I am your host, Omni Lawton. I am joined by my bad movies Sherpa, Mr. Kemby Wild. Hello. This week, we are taking a trip to Europe, to the Euro spy genre, and picking out an absolute classic. Mm. <laughs> it goes by many names. It does indeed. OK Connery is one. Yeah, that's my favourite name, I think. I think that's my favourite. Operation Kid Brother. Yeah. Doesn't actually sound so enjoyable, that one, does it? No. Sounds, sounds like a uh, teen comedy. Yeah. Doesn't it? You know, he's got a bit of a menace for a younger bro. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, oh, that kind of shit. I mean, Rory. Yeah. Yeah, he's about 30. <laughs> <laughs> It's also known to you Mystery Science Theatre fans as Operation 007. What? <laughs> play the trailer. If there even is one. <laughs> if there isn't, we might play a little song. If there isn't, we'll just sit in silence for a minute. <laughs> Neil Connery is too much. for you. Yes, please. The civilian brother of Britain's best spy Mm -hmm. must use his skills in plastic surgery, Mm -hmm. hypnotism, and lip reading, of course, to stop a crime syndicate's bid for world domination. (laughs) Sometimes it's just those three skills you need, isn't it? (laughs) That's all you need. (laughs) What an unusual set of skills he has. It is, but you know. How, that, how that brings down a crime syndicate is yeah. anyone's guess. Is that Liam Neeson's unusual set of skills? Is that what, is that what he's talking about? He, he, doesn't, he's tell us, a, he doesn't tell us what they are. So a remake maybe, of this. Yeah. <laughs> Operation Irish Brother. <laughs> it could be. Christ be Jesus. Oh, so it is. 
couple of taglines. Oh, three taglines for three. you. Three, brilliant. Let's have them. You're going to love these. Oh, God. You're, you're the exec. Mm-hmm. We've come to you. We've already pitched Mama you. Mamma mia. <laughs> uh, give me some spy nonsense. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. We've already pitched the idea of Sean Connery's brother in a spy <laughs> film. Never... I like the sound of it. <laughs> okay, we've got, first of all, such close friends, such beautiful enemies. <laughs> what the hell is that going to do with it? <laughs> oh, Tina Turner, nice. <laughs> what? What? What's, what was that? Isn't that a Tina Turner song? Not that fucking Tina Turner reference. for that bloody tagline. Oh. What a load of rubbish. Right. Next. What's love got to do? <laughs> uh, hey, there's another film called that now. What's love got to do with it? Really? My son went to watch it at the cinema and I thought he'd gone to watch the Tina Turner film. The I thought, biopic. what the hell's that doing back at the cinema? Yeah. But no, it's not. There's another film. You went to see it. He'll go watch anything. Angela, what's her name? Bassett. Is that Angela you? Lansbury. That was it. <laughs> Tina Turner. I love that one. That's the best biopic since Clint Eastwood as Rosa Parks. <laughs> that was Clint Howard. Oh, of course. I always get them two mixed up. Um, another tagline. Go on. Neil Connery is too much. And isn't that the truth? I think that's more of a review that was on the poster than the tagline. <laughs> is that, what is it? Is that, how do you spell in two? T-O-O. Oh. oh, so it's just the literal Yeah, sense. he's literally, he's, this, he's too much in this film. <laughs> oh. Oh, you thought like two? Yeah. Yeah. I thought because he's a double, isn't he? Yeah. I thought that's what the point was. No? Nope. Oh, that's bad. No, then. And my favourite one. Yeah. This is great. Okay. <laughs> Operation Kid Brother is too much for one mother. <laughs> What? what the fuck is that going to do with anything? What is that? I don't know. It's like, it's like a black exploitation film. <laughs> fuck it out. It's like something out of black dynamite. That's that's atrocious. Yeah. Especially as, you know, I'd, I'd imagine they did share a mother. Once. The Connerys. Yeah. Did they not? Uh, some cast and crew, Ken. We have Neil Connery as himself. Yeah. <laughs> Which is odd, isn't it? It's odd, because uh, Sean Connery doesn't play himself. Yeah, he's not... He? James, he's, he's, he's not, a character, isn't he? That's the point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he's the he's James Bond's brother, Neil Connery. <laughs> Dr. Neil Connery. <laughs> Too much for one mother. Neil Connery was working as a plasterer in Scotland until he was sacked for losing his tools. Oh. Uh, because, obviously, he's Sean's brother, this made international media news at the time. <laughs> How has he lost all of his tools, though? Who knows? Oh, I guess we'll never find out. No. No wonder it was a hell of a story, that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean Connery's brother loses his tools. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, oh boy, what a scoop. Pages 1 through 14 of the Scottish Herald. Picture of no tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peter. Peter, no tools. Yeah. <laughs> one of his acting friends. That was one of Ken's porn names. <laughs> Uh, Terence Young, when he heard Neil interviewed with his trade union about the matter on the radio, he mentioned to Italian producer Dario Sabatello that Neil sounded like his brother Sean. And based on that, (laughs) Sabatello met Neil at the Caledonian Hotel in Edinburgh to recruit him to play the lead role in this piece of shit. Imagine, right? Imagine if you spoke to Sean 
on this and you were just like um i've been approached someone wants me to make a film and you'd be like all oh, right okay what, what's it about it's about you yeah <laughs> he's like that what he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm playing your brother he's like you are my brother he's like, yeah i know weird isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of thing you know and um I can't imagine Sean Connery ever sitting down watching this, can you? Well, he was uh, asked to appear in it and flatly refused. Yeah. Absolutely not. And he apparently also wasn't very happy that Neil did this film. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort of mean, I could imagine it's just basically, hey, you're famous, I'm going to just not ride that coattail. Yeah. Surely, mind you, if he's a plaster, he wasn't already doing that, was he? No. Who'd have, who'd have thought losing his tools would have been so instrumental <laughs> in this dazzling film career? <laughs> uh, Neil recalled when he did his screen test, the crew kept saying, OK, Connery, OK. So that's why the, the title. Really? It's a fucking hell of a song as well, isn't it? Hell of a theme tune. Oh, fantastic. I mean, they, they sing OK, Connery. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I <laughs> think Neil's lying about it all. <laughs> I think he made the whole thing yeah. up. Good thing they didn't say your shit, Connery, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking old Connery. <laughs> yeah. uh, Neil Connery's voice is dubbed by an actor with an American accent. In an interview in Cinema Retro, Neil said that he was undergoing medical treatment when the voice dubbing of the film was in progress, which meant that someone else had to do his lines. All these Euro spy films, they were all shot with no sound and then dubbed later. So... Who cares then if he sounds like him? He got the role based exactly. on him sounding like Sean Connery, and then they dubbed somebody else's voice over the top. What's the fucking point of that? <laughs> Neil, like, Con- hey, he looks like him as well. Let's get someone else to play him. Yeah, he's like, okay, brilliant. Yeah, well done. Of course, joining him in this little film, we have a few people from the Bond universe the that have been in. A host of them as yeah. well. It's bloody ticking boxes all over the shop. We've got Adolfo Celli. As Mr. Thayer, a.k.a. Beta, he was Spectre agent Emilio Largo in Thunderball. Yes, which incidentally has got a great theme tune as well. Very That's, good. Uh, Tom Jones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anthony Dawson as Alpha. He was Blof- uncredited Blofeld in Thunderball and From Russia With Love, and he played Professor Dent in Doctor No. Really all over him, isn't he? Yeah. He's a really number one bad guy. Damn right. Three times. Daniela Bianchi as Maya Raffis. She was Tatiana Romanov in From Russia with Love. Bernard Lee (laughs) fucking is in this for some reason. He was still doing Bond at this point, I think. He was, yeah. Is Commander Cunningham. Obviously, he is M. Yeah, playing M. From the first 11. I think his name's Commander Cunningham. Yeah, from the first 11 James Bond films. And Louise Maxwell as well, turns up. Yeah. Miss Moneypenny, who's in the first 14 Bond films. Yeah, she's called Maxwell in this. Yeah. She is called Maxwell. Up to A View to a Kill, 1985, she was in it from the beginning. Uh, Louise Maxwell recalled that she earned more money for the film than her uh, combined award wage payments from all her appearances in the the Bond films put together. She's in it more, isn't she? Yeah. She didn't just sit behind a desk and just like flirting, try and have sex with the... the, with the brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Ken did mention the theme tune. Let's play a little bit of it now because it kicks the film off and it's an absolute beauty. It really is. It's absolutely over the top right from the beginning. <laughs> she <laughs> voice on her. Yeah, she starts really high and you exactly. think there's nowhere to go from here. But there is. But there is. She's shrieking at one point. <laughs> My TV cracked <laughs> every time I try to watch this. Me, he kills me, he 
What was your thoughts on this opening bit? Because you'd obviously never seen this before. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it really is. It's just, it's like a song and dance bit, isn't it? It's a full female crew on a ship just doing shit. But they're all rubbish. dressed ridiculously, aren't they? Yeah, like like that's how women dress, though, isn't it, when they get together? <laughs> yeah, they all they dress wear as... uniforms, but they have to be skimpy, little hot pants and yeah. like crop tops and shit. Yeah, sailor hats with little pom-poms on the top. That's women. Yeah. <laughs> The captain, he turns up to thankfully turn the music off. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, will you settle down, you lot? Yeah. So I put, he's become the hero of the film in my book. He stares at a light aircraft through some binoculars. Uh, the aircraft pilot, he's fingering a little box, isn't he? He is, yeah. Just on the side he's there. Got, he's tiny, isn't it? Yeah. He's got a tiny little box. A yeah. little, um, you know, like you used to get, so you could probably fit, I don't know, about a few coins in it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you look a roll of five pound notes. Maybe so- half a ham sandwich. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, not the full one. But yeah, it's that's how small that box is. But he just like moves it a bit. Yeah. And then just pats it on its box head. Yeah, stares at it lovingly. Very happy with it where it is. Cut to Emilio Largo. He's getting a massage. Yeah, he's below deck in full bond villain uh motif. <laughs> he's inexplicably watching a video that's being projected onto the back of a naked lady. (laughs) (laughs) What the fucking hell is he doing? While he's having a massage. (laughs) Why? That's ridiculous. Why is it being projected onto her back? (laughs) (laughs) That's not erotic, is it? No. (laughs) That doesn't add anything to the fucking film. Yeah. It'd be better if you had like a a fat woman, so you have like a... Widescreen. (laughs) (laughs) Damn right. Yeah, we just don't know what the point of that is, but he's doing it, and I imagine it's because he's rich. That's the sort of thing rich people got up to, I'm guessing. Yeah, in the sixties, the, the late sixties. Yeah. Sorry if we offended any of you fat people out there. <laughs> hey, here's a hot take for you. Why is everyone so fat these days? <laughs> oh, <laughs> aren't they? Email in badmoviecallgmail.com. We want to hear from you. Yeah, walking around, looking at everyone, thinking, "God, everyone's so fucking fat. What's going on?" <laughs> There we go. Anyway, back to the film. That was Kenby Wilde's hot takes. <laughs> yeah, I've only just learnt what they are. I'm Excellent. Just trying them out. <laughs> That's my first one. What do you reckon? I liked it. Thanks very much. Controversial. Thanks. Uh, this is Beta. Anyway, this guy, Mr. Thayer, also known as Beta, which is a great... That's like a derogatory thing to call someone now, isn't it? If you're a Beta. I don't know. Beta male. Yeah, but doesn't it also mean that you're experimentally new? Experimentally nude. 
<laughs> You're watching videos of them experimentally <laughs> nude backs. Yes. I mean, it does though, doesn't it? So it means that you could be more progressive than an alpha. Yeah. I don't know. I think it now it just means ask, that... Uh, ask, what's his name in that bloody prison? Tate. Ask him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's gone fucking mental, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what's he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Crack on. Yeah. The captain comes in, nods and fucks off again. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in, looks round. Yeah. Thank you. And then leaves. He probably thinks, what the bloody hell is he watching that film on a back film? Yeah. I don't know. He's like, yeah. that's my wife. It's um, it's very much actually how I live my life, this this guy. The Bait, captain. Beta. Just walking no, in, nodding and leaving. Nodding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's me at work. Yeah. No, no, no. It's um, uh, Mr. Thea. This yeah. is me at home. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is that why you're wearing that fucking bronze robe? Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah, I oh. borrowed it off Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> my, my golden kimono <laughs> presented to me by Big Steve. Yeah, Beta, he gets changed into a beautiful bronze <laughs> metallic robe and goes for a walk around his yacht full of women in stupid hats. Yeah. Is that is that what you rich people... We've got a lot of rich fans. I don't know if you knew are. this. Yeah. I'm fat ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they combine the two. Yeah, they go hand in hand. Not literally. Rich people don't go out with fat people, but... <laughs> and this is very much their lives. Stupid hats, skimpy outfits, and metallic robes. Yeah. It'll be us when we go and visit. Yeah. <laughs> it's us now. <laughs> uh, he starts watching a monitor, which has a feed from the bumper of a remote-controlled car, like a yeah. full-size remote-controlled like car. It's got radars and cameras everywhere, isn't it? It's very unusual. Mm. Um, very ridiculous as well. And massively obvious. Yeah, the thing on the front, yeah. fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get to see Lois Maxwell. We do. She's there. She's at the airport. The beautiful Lois Maxwell. And what, what happens here is, you know, like in um, Samurai Cop, when they're talking to each other, even though one of them's in a plane and they're not using a radio. Yeah. Well, this this kind of thing happens where they wave to each other, even though he's <laughs> in the air and she's on the ground. She waves and he waves back. It's just like, you can't see each other. <laughs> <laughs> thousands of feet away from each other. You can't see a little wave. Well, luckily anyway. for Lois Maxwell, she has a 50-foot hand, so you can see that. <laughs> That's why she got paid more. That's why she's always behind the desk in Bond. <laughs> <laughs> the desk is her hand, subtly <laughs> decorated. Yeah, very good, very good uh, of the wardrobe department. Um, yes, it's Ward Jones is the man in the in the cockpit. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. So important. He's got two last names as his whole name. Yeah, and, and do you know who's watching all this? Bloody Mr. Thayer. Mm. He's there. He's watching it. I don't know where all of his cameras are, but he's watching it from different angles. He's I think one's in the cockpit. Screen. And it, there's, there's a girl who's sat next to him, and she's just messing with his hair all the way through whilst he's watching it, just like sort of like drawing circles on the back of his head. I think that's got to be annoying, hasn't it? Could be nice. It could be, but not just like constant. <laughs> you just feel like, you fucking get off just a bit. Yes, it's Ward Jones. He's, he's got an important package, as we've said, and he's bringing it to Miss Maxwell. He lands his aircraft, which is then kicks into action the car. Yeah, and hopefully the plot. Well, not, not really, but, you know, they try. Yeah, the, the car suddenly starts up and approaches him. Lois Maxwell overreacts a lot to that, doesn't she? She, she doesn't does. understand what the hell's going on, but she starts running as well. Yeah. 
Before the car even like yeah, passes her. Um, yeah, which is, oh, she can't outrun the car. No. She's got a massive hand, but she's no sprinter. No. It drags her down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh... But luckily, she shoots a tiny pistol at the car. So I'm surprised she didn't manage to stop it. <laughs> but in other films, that would have exploded that car I straight away. Chuck or yeah. Seagal. Exactly. Seagal would have just looked at it and it exploded. Well, fortunately, uh, we do get an explosion, and it's when the car hits the aeroplane. Even though it is a long, long way away, isn't it, mm. from when we see it? He yeah. just, Ward Joe, he's just he just, just, just like freezes where he is. He can't get out of the plane, even though he could. Yeah. He just doesn't, and uh, watches the car drive straight at him yeah. <laughs> until he burns to death, just explodes. Well, you know the saying, "Fight or flight." He literally could have took flight. <laughs> Instead, he tries punching the car, <laughs> and it just explodes and blows him up. Ignite or flight? Yeah. And he chose ignite. <laughs> yeah. Silly, silly boy. Uh, the fire department turn up in their pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is after Thea then kisses the girl who's been fucking with his hair. Yeah. So you know, maybe he does like it. He's very pleased. Anyway, he watches the explosion. He's happy. I don't know where he's watching the explosion from because wasn't the camera on the car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's watching it now from a distance, um, and he kisses her, and um, she throws up in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how he lives and then we get the first line of the film this is the seven seven minutes 59 seconds they, all of this is in silence by the way until now and uh, it's Lois Maxwell gets the first line and she shouts hurry to the fire crew even yeah. though it's just burst into a huge explosion <laughs> like there's any chance of him being okay <laughs> <laughs> she shouts hurry yeah and um yeah, obviously he's dead. Yeah. He's not alive at all. Hurrying won't do a thing. I'm surprised he's still in one piece, to be honest. It's <laughs> yeah. a massive explosion. But yeah, the fire department, they're in those little like feety pajamas with you know where you the buttons yeah. on the arse. Yeah. You, oh, the yeah, little, yeah. Flap. little little shit flap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, nickname in high school, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh yeah, it's pajamas and helmets, which is one of our <laughs> which is what we were called. <laughs> we had the flap at the front. <laughs> That's why. That was Pyjamas and Helmets with their hit single, Flap at the Front, coming in at number 26. Um, Also, there's a guy from Space Mutiny with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, put that. Spaceman arrives. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Jones is killed in the explosion, if you didn't realise. But not only that, his package... He's yeah. left in the... <laughs> they forgot to take his package. Yeah, but the Spaceman doesn't. Spaceman takes it. Mm. Spaceman's out of there. He's gone as well. Yeah, he drives off with it. And this turns out to be Beta's hench lady, Maya. Yes. The beautiful Daniela Bianchi. Yes, the Spaceman is, in fact, a beautiful, leggy, blonde lady. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. It turns out as well, she gets undressed. Um, well, she takes off the space outfit. She's got the lovely dress on underneath. Um, Ruins it with a fucking waistcoat she puts on. <laughs> then she opens a cupboard and the real space man's in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> He's been tied up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That. It really made me laugh. Why would she even open it? I don't know. <laughs> she would Just to show us that she's not really supposed to have been there, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just made me laugh that he was just in a cupboard. Or a, lock, a locker or something like that. She'd just put him in there. And now with all hope lost, they have to turn to James's girlfriend, Miss Yashuko. Yeah, you know, this bit, right? 
He he actually says, now for the girlfriend, the Japanese. (laughs) He's like, okay, there's a Japanese girlfriend then. (laughs) But then he says, this time I want her alive. (laughs) You know, like she'd previously been brought to him dead. (laughs) What do you mean this time? (laughs) What's that all about? Yeah. And he says, because I have questions. Yeah. Like, that but would what, make sense. Then, once yeah. we brought her to your dead, we can't really bring her back <laughs> to you alive. Yeah, will you stop bringing me dead people? <laughs> yeah, but that's what he says. This time I want her alive. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a bit, a bit of a weird line, but yeah. I, I, if it's all dubbed, we'll give, him, we'll, we'll give him the slack that he deserves. I did make the note that I love Beta's bad guy music. Which is so close to Bond, but just sort of deviates very, very slightly, doesn't it? Yeah. And this, this is maybe my favourite scene of the whole film. It's our introduction to Dr. Neil Connery. Um, (laughs) He's at a cosmetic surgeon's, what is it, conference, I guess? Yeah, it's just like a convention, isn't it? He's doing some sort of like exhibition of his surgery. Yeah, he's a cosmetic surgeon who uses hypnotism, (laughs) of course. And he's got Mr. Yashuko here as a sort of model for how great he is. Uh, Maya turns up with a polar bear on her head and uh, (laughs) sits at the back of the room to observe this. There is a a hubbub, isn't there, when he he reveals the face of the the Japanese Burns victim that he's perfectly reconstructed. And everyone's like, ooh, da, 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 da. it's bubble, a bubble, miracle, bubble. it's a miracle, miracle, oh, wow. And all that, and you think, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want that good. It wasn't that bad. He shows everyone Yashuko's face. Uh, he credits not only his own skills as a surgeon, but an ancient Tibetan technique called the hypnotic process mm-hmm. of total recall. Total recall, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You idiot! <laughs> you blew my cover. So, Mr. Shuko shouts from the back. <laughs> Mr. Shuko, Arnie, you blew my cover. And yeah, then her head separates by intersections. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Arnie's in there. <laughs> They'll kill us all. <laughs> Sadly not. He says that it allows them to do intrusive medical procedures with the patient, um, giving over complete control of their subconscious. Yeah. You buying this so far? I'm not sure what use that is in surgery. You could just use anaesthetic. Exactly. Why the fuck? <laughs> what have you got to mess with their subconscious for? Why does she need You've to... You've got total control over them if they're knocked out. Yeah, you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> yeah, why would you even need to know, like, total recall if you're just fixing a face? You're a plastic surgeon. No, exactly. You wouldn't. But he's a mystical man, isn't he? He's got many skills. For instance... Surgery, hypnotism, and we've yet to discover that third one. But it's not long coming. <laughs> yeah. We've got a blatant paedophile who puts his hand up next. Yeah. And asks a question in a foreign language, but thankfully, Neil Connery is proficient in this language. Yeah, because there's no subtitles, and I thought, shit, am I supposed to get subtitles on this? But no, we don't know what he says. But Sean, uh, not Sean, sorry. But Neil, that's how confusing it is. <laughs> Sean is asking the question. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, what's this hypnotism? <laughs> no, he's not that. He's a. Uh, <laughs> it's um. Yeah, he, he just asks a question, doesn't he? But he he tells us what he asked because, as Dom said, he's also proficient in different languages. Yeah, he is. Of course, he is. He's a bloody plastic surgeon. 
Basically, the the man asked him to demonstrate the hypnosis of total recall. Uh, the geek sitting next to Maya whispers to her that she should try it, and it's now is my favourite lines of dialogue in the whole film. Yeah. Because he says that, and then um, Neil Connery in his broad Scottish accent says, No, not the young lady. And uh, the guy says, Oh, excuse me, Doctor. I really thought that I was just whispering. And <laughs> Neil's response, on, Neil. Actually, it's my fault. I didn't hear you, but I'm capable of lip-reading. <laughs> That's right. That's his third skill. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, it's my fault. What a fucking idiot. Look at that. In five minutes, he's given us his three main skill sets there. Plastic surgery, unbelievable hypnotism, and pointless lip-reading. <laughs> Why the fuck did he learn that? Why would that come in handy as a cosmetic surgeon? As if the hypnotism doesn't work. <laughs> just read what someone else is saying you in a different read room. Going like this. Ow. <laughs> yeah. My face. Actually, it's my fault. I'm operating on you. <laughs> he explains the lady has unusual willpower, so wouldn't be a suitable subject as it would take too long. Yeah, instead I'll try it on this Japanese woman. Yeah. That I've already done it on. Yeah. It's potentially just a stooge on stage that I'm pretending that worked on. Stooge on stage. Yeah. Iggy Pop. We get close up on their eyes whilst Maya calls in the henchman. We do get on our eyes a lot, don't yeah. we? That's like whenever there's hypnotism, which happens far too often, to be honest with you. Yeah, he bridges his fingers, doesn't he? That's how you know. Yeah. He's hypnotising. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous as well. And says nothing and just stares at you, so imagine how long it took to learn that technique. <laughs> imagine how much time you'd need in order to even catch someone's eye for that long. You'd just be like, what are you doing? And that's it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't stare back at him. No. Even if it is Neil Connery. They all get out the elevator. And my note is, have you ever seen a bigger bunch of fucks in your life than the henchmen <laughs> that get off this elevator? They look just like they stepped out of Andy Warhol's factory. They're, um, they're disguised as the press. Yes, apparently. <laughs> Got a little, like, press hat. With a bit of paper in the side. Come out with big flash bulbs and cameras, don't they, to take a photograph of this Japanese lady. It's like, and that's not, that doesn't seem odd to anybody, that they've just suddenly burst into the room, like in press outfits, taking photographs of stuff. Yeah, and he's like, not now, not now. He does explain that that Yashuko can now remember every memory from when she was first born until now, thanks to him and his Tibetan hypnosis. (laughs) Useful. As they're doing all the flashbulb stuff, and it's it's blinding Neil Connery, um, someone tries to uh, pick her up, take her away, Yashuko, and Neil Connery's like, absolutely not. Not on my watch. A brawl breaks out. Yeah. You ever seen the like of this in a plastic surgeon's convention? Happens all the time. Those bloody surgeons, they don't need much provocation to suddenly get involved <laughs> in a brawl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all sat there watching some hypnosis bullshit. It's got nothing to do with their profession. And suddenly, they're brawling with the press <laughs> in the middle of a kidnap attempt. <laughs> but they adapt to it really quickly. I like it. And it's like a Wild West saloon fight. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody surgeons. They're madmen. Connery helps Yashuko, and by help, I mean he slaps her across the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was, uh, was hypnotised, wasn't she? Yeah. She was in a daze because of him. Uh, he hypnotises the boat captain who had a gun on him and makes him look up. So yeah. he can punch him in the face. Yeah, a bit weird. But no. He's a, there's a massive brawl breaking out, and Connery's there with his fingers bridged, just staring just at this. hypnotizing people. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hit him over the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of everyone's time. 
Yoshiko does manage to escape, thanks to Sean, uh, Sean Connery's brother, Neil, and um, heads outside, where she's actually then kidnapped by Maxwell instead. Yeah, by Lois Maxwell, of all people. <laughs> Scoops her up with a massive hand. <laughs> yeah. Pops her in a car, and off they go. Uh, Maya watches them drive off from the window, where the brawl's taking place. I've got a note here that Connery kills a man. He kills a man. With a judo chop. Yep. Kills him. This man is dead, says Maya. And he says, yes, unfortunately, I find myself distracted. Yeah, and I used the fatal move. Yeah. It's a Tibetan move again, wasn't I it? I said, of course... Pretty mad, these Tibetans. I said, <laughs> I've written a note, of course it's not just a judo chop when it comes to Neil Connery. He's used an ancient technique called the sublime Atemi. <laughs> <laughs> Mad bastard. <laughs> and she says, don't tell me, Doctor, that there is anything that will be able to distract you because, like, he got punched in the face looking at her, looking out the window. And he got punched in the face and he mm. said that, um, oh, my jaw hurts. I'm Neil Connery. <laughs> and she says, there's nothing that would be able to distract you. And he says, why, yes. Like a charming girl keeps gazing out of the window while a brawl is going on. Um, and she said, excuse me, doctor, I really thought that I was just glancing out of the window. And he says, actually, it's my fault. I'm capable of seeing things. <laughs> I was watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, well, this is bollocks, isn't it? And she just leaves. Yeah. And he goes, fair enough. Maybe we could have a drink. She's like, no. <laughs> and that's the end of that. He does a little bit of flirty flirty, though. He does try, doesn't he? He makes me feel sick every yeah. time he does it. Because he's like, he hurts his jaw. She want, he wants her to make it up to him. She says, what do you suggest? And he says, I don't think you should look at... Um, he says, what do you suggest? And she says, I don't think you should look at me that way, Doctor. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to hypnotise her because he's a date rapist. <laughs> oh, Neil. No, what's he's he like? too much. Yeah. <laughs> the tagline suggested. At least uh, the real James Bond just tries to get him drunk first. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have to try hypnosis. Quite right. Is this the greatest introduction to a spy in any movie, Ken? Uh, I think it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> just all of his skills out in the open straight away. Yep, one, two, three. I'm a plastic surgeon. I'm a hypnotist. Hang on a minute, I can lip read. I was a plasterer, but I lost all my tools. I lost me tools. I was distracted by a woman looking out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> got myself punched in the face, but I killed him. Still, what's next? <laughs> Films? You betcha. Uh, we meet M from Bond now. Here he is. Yeah, hello. He's chatting to Beta, as well as a woman called Mildred. <laughs> this is Mildred. We're an art auction now in Monte Carlo. Yeah, Mildred's another female henchman. And uh, we basically just get to sit and watch uh, an auction. Beta's trying to buy a statue of... Is it Jace? P- Perseus. A Perseus, Perseus yeah. holding the head of Medusa, of all things. It's yeah. fucking life-size. It's massive. <laughs> what it's the f- fuck would you want that for? <laughs> <laughs> it's this full man-sized bloody statue. Might as well be a real man, like in the middle of a like tourist attraction, painted bronze. Yeah, he moves when you put money in yeah, the thing. Yeah. It's just like, What? Anyway, yeah, someone from the museum's here, so they'll probably want it. He's like, well, yeah, that's where it should be, surely. Yeah. Anyway, no, he wants it as well. Beta wants it. Yeah, he bids $900,000 for it, for that. Yeah, starting, it's starting at 500000 Everyone's like, oh, But no, it's fine, because he's got the money, hasn't he? Because he's an evil villain. Yeah. Loads of bloody money. 
he's he thinks he's won, but at the last minute, someone pipes up with a nine hundred and five thousand bid. Yeah, imagine not being able to just to top five. Yeah. <laughs> It went up, what was it? It was like it was about 700, was it? Yeah. And then he just went, $900,000. And it was like, <gasps> one guy just shoots himself in the head at that. <laughs> shoots his dick off. Yeah, Ben Affleck <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> it's Alpha that's bid. Yeah. It's, Alpha. The thing is, we don't know who it is at this point, do we? No. We don't know any relationship. He just looks around, just like, <gasps> He actually gets out of his seat because I don't know if he can look around as much. So he just stands up and turns around fully. He's got a little monocle. Yeah, he has. Well, he's a Bond villain, isn't he? Yeah, you don't see them very often. Not not unless you're in a Bond film. Yeah. Which he thinks he is. Probably <laughs> was told he was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he turns around and it's, uh, it's this other guy who we later find out is Alpha. And he's just stood at the back. Smirking. And he gives us a little, ah, a little cheeky nod to him. And, uh, yeah, he's outbid. He's tap dancing in the background. <laughs> he's just outbid straight away. No, yeah. he can't top that. He hasn't got $6,000 more, has he? No. So he can't outbid the 5000 increment. It's a shame. Cold but, stare know. between the two men. Yeah. Tension. A precursor for later on. Anyway, but at the time, we don't know who the fuck it is. Just someone else has bought it. That's as far as we get with that plot. We've got another of Thea's hench ladies called Kreyendorf. Nice. Yeah, she's disguised as a nun. Well, so's Maya. Maya's a fucking nun. All yeah. of us, we just cut straight to Maya, who's now a nun. Yeah, on a walkie-talkie to another nun. Yeah, that's how they communicate. <laughs> brilliant. Nuns. Basically, she's infiltrating the hospital where Yashuko's being held and um, pumps gas into her room to knock her out. She was already asleep, though, wasn't she? Yeah, she woke yeah, up to yeah. oh, gas and then went back to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, a bit, a, bit, a bit pointless. Intercut with this, we have um, Dr. Connery meets Maxwell and her boss, Commander Cunningham. Yeah, it's M again, isn't it? He's back. Yeah, Bernard Lee, here he is. Uh, they mention that he resembles his brother, because, of, you, know, as you know, James Bond is his brother, but he's called Neil Connery. Yeah, we don't get to hear the name James Bond, of no. course. No, so that, that's never mentioned, nor is uh, 007. They try to. Yeah, they do throw in a little bit, don't they? It's a comedy, I guess. But uh, yeah, we, we, he doesn't actually mention it. He just mentions his brother being our best agent. So it is you, the brother. <laughs> what he said. Billy Blanks is there. <laughs> He's uh, yeah, sending him to hell. Uh, Maxwell tells Neil he isn't as good looking as his brother, which is nice, unprovoked. Yeah, she's right, though. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Unfortunately. She, she's been up, up close with both of them now. For she? Neil. So, you know. He has got a ridiculous, like, magician's um, facial hair, though, hasn't he, in this? Yeah. She does suggest that he removes it. Yeah. She says, you need to shave that shit off. Yeah, you're ridiculous. And he says, no, I'm attached to it. And it was like, (laughs) it's a beard attached to it. Very good. They explained that Jones had wanted to sell them the package and that he had asked them to protect Yashuko, as she had also uh, had access to relevant information. As this is going on, Kryendorf kills an agent who's looking after Yashuko with a shoots a knife at him. Yeah, like Jim Carter all over again. It is, like yeah. A projectile knife blade. Nice. It's um, it is, it's a bit weird because we don't even know where the fuck she's being kept. No, we don't know where this is. This bit is happening. But anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, so he, he's dead. He's a man, man down. That's nuns, you see. You trust nuns, don't you? Yeah. 
I do. Unless they're working on a Sunday, as Magnum showed us. Don't work Sundays, do they? Shoot them dead straight away. <laughs> he ain't messing about. If he'd have been there, it would have been a different story. With Tom Selleck's brother. <laughs> if he'd have Tim. <laughs> Tim Selleck. Tim Selleck, yeah. Tim Selleck, Neil Connery. Uh, <laughs> With an old bloody lot. Clint Howard. <laughs> Who else have we got? Don Swayze. Don Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have been in. Yeah. Fucking, what's his face? From Werewolf. Oh, Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Yeah, Papi. There's Papi. <laughs> yeah, we get the whole lot. Brilliant. I've got a film with Don Swayze, um, Chad McQueen. Um, I can't remember who the other one is. Don Swayze. Honestly, it's brilliant. Uh, Aaron Norris, he could be in it. Aaron Norris. Yeah, we get him in there. Yeah. Yeah. Get some Tom Hanks's brother. Colin. Colin. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that his son? Colin, I think Colin is his brother. Or his, I don't know. Unless I've just made that up. It sounds right. Mate. I, was, I, I sounded very confident with it. You did, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, his name his... is Colin. Is it not Hank? <laughs> <laughs> Hank Hanks. <laughs> it's quite difficult to say, isn't it? Neil Connery believes that Jones has transferred the data to Yashuko using a form of hypnosis that Connery himself... Has already shown us. So, you know, <laughs> what are the bloody chances of this little pilot guy... But well, he trained him it whilst he was in Japan. Fucking <laughs> hell. Cunningham demands that Connery, who is an expert in the field, help them to retrieve the information. Sadly, he's not in a field, so he says no. <laughs> yeah. You have to send him into one. Uh, Connery refuses, but then he's reminded that he killed a man with a judo ancient Tibetan chop. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. That sounds delicious, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Tibetan yeah, chop. Tibetan chop. Oh, nice. It's Salt Bay. He could make that for you, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he could. He reluctantly agrees to help in exchange for the police investigation being dropped into the the, the killing of a of a man. Uh, they find the dead agent. Yeah, and all of this actually is interspersed with the kidnap of um, what's her name? Yashuko. Yashuko's kidnapping yeah. in an elaborate harness and winching system. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> what the bloody hell? <laughs> They've already killed the guy. Why don't they just carry her? Yeah, just throw her out the Why window. Why don't they just send Robert Zdar in, in a fucking trolley? In a bin. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have got him out of there. He'd have killed her, though. They can't bring her in dead, remember? Oh, yeah, this time. That's, that's who brought her in last time, Zadar. <laughs> fucking bloody killing machine. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, she, she, this nun fires a fucking, like, rope into a board that's been unloaded from an ambulance outside and then it winches the, the woman's body up into the sheet and then slowly rolls her down the wire into a, a ambulance. But what's the point? <laughs> it's very elaborate. Well, you just send two people up to the room and carry her yeah. on a stretcher. Send another nun. Yeah, but you put her on a gurney and actually just wheel her out. Well, she's in a hospital bed, just roll the fucking bed out. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it's such an elaborate way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I was almost there thinking, I can't wait to get back to Neil Connery. Yeah. <laughs> Which no one's ever said. Yeah. And he's, yeah, so Ward, Ward Jones has learned the uh, yoga techniques of hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> and has used Yashoku's brain as an impregnable safe. <laughs> I was like, what the fucking hell are you talking about? <laughs> You know that wire thing that she uses to winch her down? Yeah. That reminds me of... Have you ever seen the the uh, Batman with 
Batman. So uh, Batman Adam with West. Michael Keaton oh. and Jack Nicholson. <laughs> no, I've never heard of it. When they're in the art gallery, he fires this thing oh, across. Yeah, yeah. They, that's reminded me of that. Yeah, he thought he was going to shoot him in the face, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he thought that was that was curtains him for, and his for one, the Joker. Where does he get such wonderful toys? That's it, yes. Why did they get a Love Shack me? baby? And they all start <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's he's used her brain like an impregnable safe. He's told her everything that he knows, but she doesn't know that she knows because he's locked it away using hypnosis. It's fucking pointless, isn't it? Oh yeah. Anyway, thankfully he has done that though because he's dead. So uh, at least somebody knows about it. She just doesn't know she knows about it. You, yeah, anyone with me? You, you still here? <laughs> How does he know that she knows about it but doesn't know about it? How's Neil Connery fucking know this? Because he's a plastic surgeon, Ken. That's why. <laughs> he's a bloody plasterer with no tools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Useless. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's that's what we find out. Anyway, that's what's happening. So that's why they need her, ladies and gentlemen out there. That's why we need her. Yes. Right. They find the dead agent on the floor. And luckily, like <laughs> aeroplanes, all agents have a black box. I enjoyed the fact that they walk up to him, see that he's dead on the floor. Not until they get right next to him, obviously. Yeah. I think he's probably just having a sleep. Yeah. But then they look at him and say, he's, he's, this man's dead. And Lois Maxwell just says, any clues? <laughs> he's like, well, yes, as luck would have it, yes. The body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he is. He's wearing a camera that's strapped to a flower that he kept messing with whilst he was looking at the nun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually a camera. It's not a video camera. It's just taking photographs, which is why he kept touching the flower, I guess, just taking a photograph of a nun, <laughs> which didn't arouse any suspicion. Yeah, and uh, they find out that the last face he saw was of Cryendorf, and that's when they mentioned Thanatos. Yeah, which is evil. Yeah, spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thyre and Cryendorf, uh, they're both part of Thanatos. It's an organisation led by Alpha, as we mentioned, Andy Do- Anthony Dawson. And Thea, who's Beta, is second in command. It makes sense, right? Alpha, Beta? I guess so, yeah. Thanatos' headquarters are in a cave underneath a shed in the grounds of a castle. A castle, yeah. Why doesn't he just use the castle? Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he use the castle? Because that's got obviously got more space in it, hasn't it? Why have you got to build an underground lair when you've got a fucking castle that you can't get to anyway unless you're in a chopper? (laughs) That's surely secluded enough. What's the castle used for? Entertaining guests. (laughs) (laughs) Keep my evil ways separated from my my tourist business. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, yeah, he's built himself a fucking lair underground, hasn't he? He's got the uh, the evil council are having a meeting, aren't they? They are, yeah. yeah. Alpha's explaining that uh, the organisation is approaching the climax of Operation Blackmail. <laughs> it's a fucking subtle name. As he says, a bit on the nose. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, Beta turns up late. Three minutes late he is. And just says, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. And he's like, that's okay, all right? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> it's a bit down. weird it? yeah it's like yeah just add it to the spreadsheet yeah <laughs> just work it back when you can yeah not a, yeah <laughs> you know that kind of thing all, all by the book um but it is operation blackmail yeah, is what it what is that yeah what is what is operation blackmail tom it's um carl weathers <laughs> <laughs> that's it trying to get him on side yeah i think so yeah 
That'd be great, wouldn't it? Operation <laughs> Blackmail. He was just in like a fucking glass case. Yeah. It's just Carl Weathers in a tuxedo. <laughs> He's Action Jackson. <laughs> that would be brilliant. That. Yeah. No, it's about it's 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 about um make all the envelopes of all the posts in the world is going to be black. <laughs> I believe we could change the world. <laughs> Um, We're the only ones that can fund the uh, and provide the black paper for the envelopes. Yes. <laughs> the monopoly on the mail system. Yes. Yes, well done. Excellent work, Alpha. <laughs> yeah. Or it's to extort the world's gold reserves for the benefit of the Nartos, but they're being delayed because of their inability to obtain an atomic nucleus. Yes. What the fuck is that? I've actually looked up what an atomic nucleus is. Oh, go on. Uh, it's this fucking tiny little thing in an atom. Nice. It's the centre of the atom. Is that what they need? No, of course it isn't. <laughs> you don't fucking get one of those, can you? <laughs> it's like everything's made of atoms, yeah, and every atom's got a nucleus. So no, they can't just get one. Oh. They're fucking all over the place. You can't even one. see one. You can't even see them. Yeah. They're fucking minuscule. Some fucking ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's what they say they want. Anyway, it didn't make any sense. Uh, they turn to Gamma anyway, who does like an amazing Larry impression. Yeah, I, th- I think they only turn to Gamma because that's the only other one that anyone knows, isn't it? Alpha, Beta and Gamma. Everything yeah. else, everyone's just like, Fuck, I don't know anymore, that Greek shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. i tell you what, it could have been. It could have been Bill Bixby, couldn't it? Gamma. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Been fantastic, that. Yeah, he just starts getting really angry. Yeah, it's just his eyes start to go. <laughs> yeah. I shit myself like I used to as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't happen, unfortunately, not in this film. So, like, I think, like, Beta was in charge of killing Ward Jones, mm-hmm. and Gamma was responsible for getting an atomic nucleus. I'm <laughs> not sure that's an equal division of labour. It's not really. Not, well, if you just, like, drive a remote-controlled car into an aeroplane. Exactly. I mean, he could have done that from home. Well, he was, didn't he? He didn't do it from work, did he? He was just on his yacht yeah. with a lady yeah. fondling his follicles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. But Gamma can't do it. He's he's responsible for this part, and it's been delayed. So therefore, there's no other option but to kill himself. Yeah, and it's the most surreal way I've he, ever seen someone get killed. He gives him a hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you better take you this. You may need this. Um, he's given a gun to shoot himself, but instead he tries to shoot Alpha instead. Yeah. Then he sits down. That's because it's not loaded. Yeah. Alpha's not giving him a loaded gun. He's not. It's not his first bloody rodeo, is it? No. What do you think happened from C to bloody? F. <laughs> He's already killed them all, hasn't he? Yeah. I had to, had to think there what the alphabet was. <laughs> nice. Sorry, sorry about the pause there. <laughs> yeah, of course he has. I mean, that's that's why. He's, he's tried. He said, I've tried. I, I tried my best. And he says, you tried and failed. He says, like, yeah, you shouldn't say best. Yeah. Because that means that you've got nothing else to give, have you? You've fucked it up. And that's the end of that. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, he does. He tries to uh, shoot Alpha, but the gun's not loaded. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Then he sits down <laughs> again, has a drink, as if trying to play it off. Yeah, he's just like, well, here we go. Yeah. Only joking. Uh, Alpha calls him a fool. You're a fool. You're a flipping fool. Uh, and then some terrible acting as Gamma convulses and dies a shitty death in his chair. Yeah. It's poisoned. That that water that he inexplicably poured himself to drink just at the moment of a failed assassination. <laughs> he just sat down <laughs> casually like he didn't mean to do it. <laughs> it was poison all along. Brett Michaels. <laughs> 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 it was a, 
every rose <laughs> has its thorn, has its atomic nucleus. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so now he is dead. Gamma's dead um, by his own uh, volition, as, as he wanted. But, uh, yeah, well, it just goes to show that Alpha's always one step ahead. My God. And if that wasn't bloody obvious enough... He's got this big statue of fucking Perseus right in the bloody lair. <laughs> yeah, right he? by the doors. Yeah. A shit place He's to put like it. walking in just thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, exactly. it's fucking massive. What's that doing? It's right in the way. Uh, Beta and Alpha, they have a, a chat about the good guys and that they have enlisted the help of the brother of the famous agent, Zero Zero, and then Alpha cuts him yeah, off. He's like, yes, yes, yes. It's like, yes, I've heard, a most disagreeable family. He tells Beta to take over from Gamma in retrieving the atomic nucleus. And Beta's like, oh, for fuck's sake. He's like, fucking, I've done my bit. Yeah. I've done a holiday. Why don't you do something? Yeah, instead of just bidding on this fucking piece of shit artwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Beta, anyway, he meets Connery. Um, of course he does, and where better to meet him than at an archery competition? <laughs> which, it wasn't mentioned, but is also one of Neil Connery's super skills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> archery. Connery is sporting a kilt and Tam O'Shanter. Yeah, he's got a full fucking Scotsman, hasn't he? Yeah. He's still in Monte Carlo, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a foxy dress like this. <laughs> Why? Why does Monte Carlo have an archery competition? I don't know. But he has. They're both experts at archery, as it turns out. And uh, whilst they're there, two of Thea's hench ladies, Maya and Mildred. They they only have one shot each in this archery competition. <laughs> yeah, good and shots, though. Yeah, they're both good shots, and that seems to be the end of the tournament. <laughs> just walked off together, <laughs> they're just they? like, oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, did I, go, did I overdress for this? Uh, and then, and then they have a little chat about the plot. Yeah. Um, just discussing what's going on, but obviously neither of them knowing or letting on that they know who the other one is. I don't know if Neil does know, to be honest. I don't no, think, I think he, does, he does, does no. he? No. Obviously, Thea knows. He's an evil bloody mastermind, isn't he? He knows this shit. Looks just like the brother of Agent Zero. Zero. Oh, That's enough of that, Ken. Ah, fuck that. Anyway, they have a chat about the plot and then say, right, see you in the final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then that's it. Alpha is urgent, trying to urgently contact Beta. And Beta's just like, fuck it off. I'll ring him back when I want to. Yeah. I ain't doing that. I'm busy, look. I'm archering. Yeah. No, no. Bloody archering over here. Yeah, Mildred, go and flirt with Connery. And when she goes over to join him, I like her. We join him mid-conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's telling someone how capable he is of archery and saying he has five cups at home. Yeah, he doesn't even want another one. Doesn't even want to win it. Yeah. He said, I think you'll win this. He goes, I don't want to. Yeah. He said, well, fucking enter the competition then. Yeah. You mean, that's not why you're here. You're here for the bloody uh, seminar you were giving, weren't you? You're not here for the archery competition, so don't fucking go for it. You know, <laughs> you're going to win it if you're not here. That's what the other guy says. <laughs> so we'll fuck off then. Yeah, Ken was the the other guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh yeah, fair point. Con- actually, Connery had actually turned away at this point, chatting to Mildred, and Ken was still <laughs> t- still doing that. Monologue. I mean, what's the point? You come here, you don't want to win it. <laughs> so we got people who do want to win it who haven't been able to enter this competition because all the spaces were filled by people like you, Neil Connery, you fucking hypnotist. <laughs> In a derogatory term. <laughs> Turning up you're here with your, lip reading, with your lip reading bollocks whilst we're all trying to fire arrows at shit. Look at you. Where's your tools, Connery? <laughs> ah. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. 
Uh, he invite he speaks to Maya as well at one point and invites her for dinner tonight. But uh, we get the Cunningham Cunningham cock block. Of course it is. He turns yeah, up. A classic move from uh, Bernard Lee. And he tells him, you got to fuck off to Malaga. Because yep. that's where Yashuko is. He's just like, I ain't going to Malaga. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. And he says, yes. He says, hey, I've got a, a, a letter Lovely from, bunch from of the... coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, you have, you're right. <laughs> and he says, look, I've got a letter here from the Minister of Health who ordered <laughs> you to be in my care. Because <laughs> that's what he can do. The Minister of Health could order plastic surgeons to be spies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just something he can. It's just part of the decree that they can give. And he's like, oh. Yeah, okay. Remember you killed that man. Yeah, he's just like, okay then. I'll go to Malaga. Fucking hell. They turn up in Spain, actually, but Conry and Maxwell. Before they do, before he goes, he does get Mildred. Mildred's there. She's been tasked with flirting with him. And uh, he's going to Malaga, so that seems like a fucking waste of everyone's time. But before he goes, Mildred is crawling about on all fours, looking for something. And he sees her and just goes, ooh, I've seen something I fancy. <laughs> and uh, she's looking for a massive fucking bow that's inexplicably fallen off the dress she's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, finds it because it's fucking massive. Um, and uh, just puts it on. Says, right. She goes, how can I ever repay you? And he goes, you can't. I'm fucking off to Malaga. And she's like, all right, see you then. And then they go straight to Malaga. Cut to Malaga. Some sort of street party going on with yeah. terrible music. The fucking Beach Boys wannabes ripping yeah. off all that shit. Just having a bit of a dance. Is yeah. it the airport, is it? Yeah. That's what happens as soon as you get off the plane. Everyone's yeah. dancing and singing in Malaga. Anyway, I don't believe that. The but, beach hombres, they're called. <laughs> But hang on a minute, who the fuck is this crawling about on all fours? It's fucking Mildred. With a flamingo on her head. How's she got to Malaga before he has? <laughs> she didn't even know he was going until he told her bollocks I'm out of here. Yeah. And suddenly she's already in Malaga and she's already lost something else. She's a fucking liability, isn't she? What do you think to that hat she's wearing? You it's like that? beautiful. It really sets off her tits. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like cotton ca- cotton candy on her head. Yeah, what the hell? I don't know what she's wearing that for. I don't know how she got there. Yeah. But she's both. There it is. And then some idiot turns up and says, sorry I'm late, it's my wedding day. Like, don't give a shit, man. Yeah, Maxwell's like, enough of that shit. Yeah, enough of that shit. You can keep mentioning it as long as you like, which he does. That's, no one cares once. This is Juan. It is, yeah. Juan. <laughs> yeah. Um, they find Yashuko's body somewhere. It's yeah, they go to a bullfighting arena. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, she's dead, look. And uh, Neil Connery goes, uh, oh hang on, no, it's, it's not her. Yeah, he's proficient in also spotting body doubles. Yeah. Maxwell he says, says... He says, that's not her because I, I know her face. Yeah. Because I've been in it. Yeah, Maxwell <laughs> says, are you sure? And he says, positive, I know her pretty well. I've operated on her face. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, then. That was a waste of everyone's time. Everyone back out. Yeah, back home. Yeah, off to the hotel. Yeah, You'll never guess who's at the hotel, <laughs> crawling around on all fours <laughs> looking for something. <laughs> Fucking Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> what a high-maintenance bastard she is. <laughs> she can't fucking keep hold of anything. Well, Give yeah. her anything, she'll drop it immediately and just like look for it. High risk of falls, apparently, as well. Got to be careful with her. She's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, it's Cleavage Galore, which should have been her name. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, <laughs> she's uh, she's looking for her lighter at this point. She's dropped her bloody lighter this time. Uh, finds it. 
Uh, they have a kiss. Um, and uh, he immediately hypnotizes her like the filthy rapist he is. <laughs> <laughs> let's, yes, let's take a break on that. <laughs> Yeah, hypnotizes her instantly because he does that shit with his fingers. You know, nothing sexy on this one. And uh, just stares at her. So we get some close-ups of eyes. Um, and then he just goes, who sent you? Who's in charge? What's the plan? And she just says, I, I don't know. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, where's Yashuko? And she tells him that. And he says, is she guarded? And he goes, yeah. And then Maxwell walks in, cock blocks, because he's going for a hypnotic... Sexual act. <laughs> she comes in, says, Oi, pack that shit in. She says, Well, well, well. <laughs> she says, I guess no one in your family is a rank amateur. A wank amateur. Is <laughs> <laughs> what she says. Well, Ken's first porn film. <laughs> <laughs> and introducing can be wild. There's plenty no tool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was it, wank amateur. <laughs> and then Juan says, and to think this was supposed to be my wedding night. Yeah, and Max was like, shut, the, shut fuck the fuck up about your wedding. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. But, you know, we needed you. It's a bit Malaga. It's not like you're on fucking call every night, is it? Yeah. It's I, the first time we've ever been here, you dick. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about your wedding and your shitty little wife. Yeah, your shitty wife, Conchita. Whatever her fucking name is you keep saying. <laughs> Uh, And he's like, that's fair enough, I apologise. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just slaps him to the floor. Uh, Yashuko, she's getting tortured by Kryendorf. Yeah, uh, I think the torture, it looks horrific. It involves a bright light being on her. Like a red red light. Yeah, and that's it. And then a white light. (gasps) (laughs) And then a yellow light. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and... uh, She's like, no, no, God, no. (laughs) What's her name, this nun? Kreyendorf. Uh, she's an odd, odd torturer who simply says, uh, come and live with me. Uh, that's what she says she's going to do. She's going to take her home and make her live with her. Yeah, this like a like, princess. Like, that's not torture. Yeah, lesbianics. Yeah, but it's not torture, though, is it? That? <laughs> lesbianics in the old uh, in Malaga. Yeah, lesbianics. That could be like a robot race of, of women in <laughs> one lesbians. of our sci-fi. Yeah, in one of our sci-fi pitches. Yeah. Lesbianics, the robotic uh, lesbians. Connery, he fires a fucking arrow. Um, wait, no, that's later. No, that, is that now? They infiltrate the fucking base or some shit? Um, well, first of all, the henchmen. The henchmen of, um, what's her name? Kreyendorf. Oh, yeah, they're dressed in little they're sailors. Henchmen, they're henchmen have got a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> They've got little red cable knit turtleneck sweaters. And a beret. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good look. <laughs> it's always good to have a beret. As a blue beret. As part of your uniform as a henchman, isn't One it? One guy's fucking massive. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, and then do we cut to Connery? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, she says, she says, tell me what you know and I will reward you in ways you can't imagine. That's not torture. That's just, like, that's bribery. Yeah. Operation bribery, it should have been called. Uh, yeah, and she says, you will live with me like a princess. And you think, that's not how it works. Imagine she said that to everybody she tortured. You know, mm. fucking loads of people living at her house, all dressed as princesses. Mind you, she might like that. 
Lesbionics. Absolutely. Anyway, yes, now we get Connery. Connery, Maxwell and a gang have inexplicably disguised themselves as gardeners to infiltrate this area. He looks like the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz in this bit. Yeah, yeah, he's very fucking ridiculous, to be honest. Uh, all of them look stupid. But he uh, <laughs> he does, he gets the arrow, because uh, they've got a gun turret, haven't they? Um, which is, you know, subtle. If, if, you've got a, if you've got a secret camp, you've got a gun turret. Um, and uh, the only way to to like disengage the gun turret is by firing an arrow into the... Um, this is all Neil Connery's plan, by the way. Yeah, the, yeah, the plastic in, surgeon. Yeah, 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 you know. He's firing it into the electrical... Uh, Matrix box, or yeah, and it will short circuit and uh, disconnect the gun turret that's run on electricity or some shit, yeah, and the electric fence that's protecting the yeah, castle. Yeah, so basically, he's just going to turn the electric off. Yeah, but he's going to use an arrow in which to do it, and he's going to run an electrical current through the arrow, which will short circuit too. <laughs> oh, that's my favourite of the, yeah. the short circuit series. Yeah, so there, you know, he brings that in. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he's a plastic surgeon, but he does. He, he fucking fires this arrow. But as soon as that explodes... It alerts fucking everyone. Yeah, she she shouts for Kryendorf. He assemble the berets, she shouts, and multiple berets come out, and uh, there's an all-out fucking gunfight. And it's... <laughs> One guy's got a fucking flamethrower. Exactly what I've written. What the fuck? One guy even has a fucking flamethrower, is my note. Flamethrower? He's, He's not doing near anything. anybody. He's just in the background walking away, <laughs> flamethrowing nothing. It's, it's just not even close enough for the flamethrower. <laughs> They've got arrows and guns. And Machine he's got, guns. He's got a flamethrower. <laughs> he's got to sneak up on them first. In this big tank on his back. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's it was great. I, was, I loved the fucking flamethrower. Ah, uh, me too. Um, anyway, this this was wedding bloke, whoever it is that's going to get married. Juan. Juan. He nearly gets projectile knifed, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, because he stood there just like, oh, it's my wedding. And she goes to projectile knife him and uh, it's blocked, blocked, and then the nun's killed. She's dead. Yeah, Kryendorf, she's, she's hiding behind Yashuko. Yeah. But Wan, Wan, it's Wan who kills her, not like Neil. No. It's Wan. Um, and it's then shame. And then Neil rescues Yashuko. And then using his hypnosis, he manages to access the information. Yeah, exactly what they want to know. Something about Code 22? I don't know. Something about Tetuan? Yeah, Tetuan. Tetuan? No, Tetuan. Tetuan, I think it's... um. The what what she says, you know, like when you've uh, you've finally accessed the the mind of Total Recall using your Tibetan techniques, mm-hmm. and all you get is some fucking garbled gibberish. <laughs> you just yeah. think, what was the point of that? Yeah, he gets two cryptic word, two cryptic lines that the blind work and die in Tetuan. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Why on earth would he put that in her mind? But it doesn't even mean anything anyway. Surely if, if her mind can be used as an impenetrable safe, as he said it could be, why isn't it filled with exact specific location and detail? <laughs> just another cryptic clue. <laughs> but instead it's just like, the blind work in Tetuan. The blind die in Tetuan. He's like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> and then uh, releases her from hypnosis. Just as Mildred shoots her. <laughs> Um, Mildred's now dressed as a sex bot from uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, I thought 
like leather leather outfit. I liked it very much. So yeah, they were called fembots. They were sex bots in your um... <laughs> oh, yeah no, wank amateur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, I progressed well uh, through that. I wasn't an amateur for long <laughs> with the sex bots. Unfortunately, Mildred falls into the trap that they all fall into in these types of films as she starts monologuing. Mm. She's about to kill Neil. Yeah. But then Juan, the real hero of this film, swoops in, kills her, shoots her from behind. Juan um, enjoys murdering ladies, doesn't he? He does. I say that for him. It's yeah. his wedding day, so I suppose he can. You know, you don't get you don't get that opportunity that often. But Juan, he's really taking that opportunity, isn't he? He's just murdering women all over the place. It's a Spanish custom. You're allowed to murder as many women as you want on your wedding day. Yeah, as long as you tell everyone it's your wedding day, you've got carte blanche. Yeah, ooh, nice. Bit of ice cream in Spain. Yeah, nice. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, an atomic nucleus is being transported by American military police. Yeah, this this scene, I, I will say right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I fucking hated it. What in the world is this I shit? I have no idea what's going on. It's anyway, Maya. They actually say, they say they're after the atomic nucleus. And he says, why, that's not possible. And I thought, exactly, it fucking isn't, is it? It's finally, somebody knows what it is. But no, they don't. No. No. Yeah, Maya and a group of other hench ladies, they're dressed as can-can dancers. <laughs> yeah, it's an energy plant, isn't it? And um, Maya's looking at them through binoculars uh, from a distance in a desert. And um, yeah, she's dressed in bright orange fucking feathery hat. And I thought, yeah, she's blending in with the fucking <laughs> desert, isn't she? I'm not going to see her. Yeah, and they're all fucking dressed like that. Yeah. What the bloody hell's going on? It's so they can lure the um, the army guys to from their vehicles because you know you know if you're like got a job to do army yeah you're, you see, the, you're the armed forces military police with a very very high high security top secret fucking vital job to do and then you see a bunch of can-can dancers on the side of the yeah. road in the Ooh, desert oh we've got we've got a uh, a flat tire yeah yeah you would say everyone let's all go and help immediately all of start us start dancing with them <laughs> yeah just start flirting immediately wanting to have sex Forgetting the atomic nucleus. That's what happens. That was my uh, biography. Autobiography <laughs> title. Well, all of that. Forgetting the atomic nucleus. <laughs> all right. Immediately wanting sex, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's also that. That was one of the chapters in there. <laughs> that was the first chapter. <laughs> and the last chapter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's what they do. Anyway, they, they think, well, we better go and help these women. And um, who would have thought it was a setup? What an elaborate setup. It was a booby trap. <laughs> yeah, they end up like, I don't know what they do to him. Judo chop again? I think it's all judo chops, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disabling a military policeman <laughs> by a, a small woman judo chopping him in the yeah. neck. Yeah, it, it works. And um, then, then Maya says, get out of those clothes. And I thought, good, because they look ridiculous. It's massively elaborate. Just, I mean, surely just a group of women would have done but, you thought that was elaborate yeah, but, but i thought what a stupid get up they've all fucking like, worked themselves into so get out of those clothes and then what they all t- change into they dress up as fucking cats <laughs> the fucking hell's going on they dress up as cats like go-go girl dancing cats yes the fuck <laughs> yes the fuck is going on 
And then they customise... Instead of just driving off, they customise the truck. Yeah, why weren't they just dressed like this in the first place? They would have stopped for these as well, wouldn't they? They're not yeah, going to say, oh, fuck that, there's a load of women dressed as cats, keep going. I fucking hate cats. Yeah, I'm allergic. <laughs> yeah, they would have just carried it there. But no, now they're all dressed as cats. And they've, yeah, they customised the truck. And it now says Wild Pussy Club. Yeah, which is Kenby Wild's fan club <laughs> for you ladies. <laughs> and it says Wildest Pussies in the West is written on the side of the oh. fucking truck. <laughs> It's also tattooed on my inner thigh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there you go. And then they just fuck off. Ridiculous. They're stealing the atomic nucleus in plain sight. They're drawing that much attention to themselves that they couldn't possibly be smuggling an atomic nucleus. Yeah. That's generally the plan, I think. That's the idea behind it. But what the fucking hell are they doing? They're in the middle of a desert in Malaga. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Fuck's sake, that scene. So anyway, Thanatos, they have their atomic nucleus now. Yeah, and what the hell's it going to do? What's the point? Explain it, please. Well, with that, they can power their ultra-high frequency magnetic waves. Ah, brilliant. (laughs) Which will cause all uh, metal machines to stop working instantly. Oh, no. The world leaders will then have to give Thanatos all the gold. They'll have to. They're going to have to. Yeah, they'll have to, won't they? Yeah. How are they going to transport it? With... If all their mechanical devices are frozen, they won't be able to do shit, will they? They have to carry it one at a time, form a human chain. Yeah. Just like one... Steam engine. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Yeah, that could work. (laughs) Um, Following up on the information revealed by Yashuko... Uh, Cunningham, he persuades Conray to travel to Tetuan. Is it Tetuan? Yep. Morocco, where... Not tattooing, as as we thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Bloody two moons up there. It's like, Conray, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. He's <laughs> like, no, 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 sorry. That was Alex Guinness. Yeah. Was his brother as well, Sir Alec. <laughs> his brother, Alex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is where Thea, he owns a rug factory. Of course he fucking does. That was Ken's nickname in high school. It was indeed, yeah. They're staffed exclusively by blind people. <laughs> How the fuck have they found this place? <laughs> well, I don't know, just like the blind people have, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, I like it when they says we will have the only power. And then all their voices go weird. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that Alpha's voice is just like he must be eliminated. It's like he's a Dalek. Like they all turn a little bit Dalek-y. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but this photograph arrived from Ben Ahmed, photographer, and it's come from Tetuan. He wants a plastic surgeon to visit Tetuan, and Neil Connery, he's a plastic surgeon, and. And that's who the photographs have been delivered to, from Ben Ahmed, photographer in Tetuan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, none of this means anything. because um, <laughs> He just says, go immediately to Tetuan. And he says, I don't want to. He says, tough luck, I've got a letter here from the Minister of Visiting Tetuan, who says, you have to. And he's like, bloody hell. All right. And as soon as he gets there, there's an assassination attempt. Because these two guys are there going like that. Oh, look, there he is. Let's kill him. He says, all right, then, let's do that. He walks past them. Um, they go to kill him. He spins around, beats him up. 
Maya's in fucking Tetuan suddenly. Thankfully, Mildred's dead, so she's not there looking for some shit in the sand. Falls over behind like you're doing <laughs> high school and you push people over. Yeah, and, uh, and she, someone bends over behind you. She says, how did you know that they were going to try and kill you? And he <laughs> says, you forget, I'm a lip reader. Yeah. <laughs> and I like her line here. And she says... Uh, that's right. That's one of your achievements. <laughs> He's achieved lip reading. He has, yes. <laughs> what an achievement. Fucking idiot. Oh, she's wearing a bright orange cowboy hat. Yeah. Really blending she's in. She's blending the... in with the locals, isn't yeah. she? We watch them run through the streets for a bit. He invites her out to dinner. She tells him to meet her at Thayer's palace because he's throwing a party. Yeah, um, Thayer actually also says, tell Alpha the assassination attempt was a success. Hmm. And they say, but hang on a minute, it wasn't. What, won't he be... No, no, no. He'll never know. Why does he not want Connery dead? Uh, I don't know. Oh, for the plastic surgery. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. of course, yeah. Yeah, so he, he says, uh, he says, tell him it was a success. He'll never know. And then he immediately, this, this number two guy, immediately says, what are these submarines doing here? <laughs> Massive military <laughs> submarines in the background. And then we kind of cut the shot to where we can see them. And they're fucking enormous. <laughs> yeah. He says, oh, won't that be a bit suspicious? And he says, no, 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 they'll be gone. Don't worry about that. Yeah, they're <laughs> so, far, far enough away yeah. from the yacht. No, no one will ever know that we've got two enormous fuck-off submarines. They'll be fine. And he says, okay, then that's fine then. Cool, nice one. Then they, then they have the party, don't they? Yeah. They have a party at his, his, his big palace. Indeed, and uh, Beta is wearing a magnificent... Isn't it? Beautiful. That is, that's a Seagal costume, right? It's there. bits, again, it's metallic gold. Mm, looks lovely. With a big necklace. It's like a, a bed sheet, almost, that he's wearing. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, Beta, he resents Alpha's control of Thanatos, and he's plotting to replace him with a double. Connery, it, he needs him to change the man's face. And Connery says, you want your face changed? And Beta says, me? Oh no, I'm quite satisfied with my face. And my nose also. Yeah, I don't know why he mentions that. He's obviously not happy with it, but he's just projecting confidence, isn't he? Yeah, it's just unnecessarily mention it though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, massively. I, I then looked at his nose. What the fuck are you talking about? What's wrong with his nose? Yeah. Is that you from the previous scene? You're just shouting over at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck? You invited him from the archery fucking competition. Why'd you mention your nose, mate? <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> Looks all right. <laughs> he's just like, shh. <laughs> Connery. Well, you brought it up. No one else mentioned your bloody nose till you did. Yeah, yeah just that. Was just, yeah, just led away again. Yeah. Well, he started it. Uh, Beta is also planning to murder the hench ladies. He goes away to chat to someone, and Connery follows him and stares at him through a little portcullis or something. It's a porthole. Whatever. Window in oh, the yeah. door. It's not a portcullis. It's a fucking castle. <laughs> not at the castle yet. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, look through a little porthole. Fucking medieval times. <laughs> Connery's in suit of armour, <laughs> blending in. Um, luckily, the thing is, Ken, Connery understands uh, mm -hmm. lip mm -hmm. reading. Oh, right. Yeah. That's one of his achievements, isn't it? It's good that that was brought up just seconds ago because we had forgotten because it was only mentioned earlier at the beginning. Yeah, so he's lip reading and he, he he finds out that he's planning to blow up the place and kill all these hench ladies. Yeah, he's going to destroy the yacht. He's going to kill the bloody wild pussy club. They, they're gone. Can't be wild's fan yeah, club. I'm not happy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thank goodness Connery's there listening. Connery, uh, my note is Connery becomes the telltale tit. <laughs> Quite the tit. 
and he tells um, Maya this information that, that they're going to all get killed by um, Gold Butt yeah, Man. You're going to be you're going to be double crossed. Yeah. And uh, is this when we go to the rug factory? Uh, no. For, first of all, he then goes to the council and says, uh, "Gentlemen, uh, please stand with me, and I'm going to kill Alpha." And they all go like that. No. He says, oh, uh, you should, really, because <laughs> otherwise I'll kill you. And they go, mm, okay, then. Go on, then. And he explains the plot. He's going to get somebody to have a face like Alpha, so Alpha will still be the, the head of the organisation, but it will be Beta's guy pretending to be Alpha, so he'll be running it, really, but no one will know he's killed Alpha. Although everyone he's telling is the rest of the council. So everyone will know it's not Alpha. So what's the fucking point of not just killing Alpha and moving on mm. and then just being in charge? Who else is there that Alpha needs to be there representing the uh, Thanatos? Beats the hell out of me. Do you guys know? Well, I don't know. But, you know, it, see, it seems like if he's telling everyone that's what he's going to do, why is he going to do it in the first place? mm Surely it's the most secretive fucking plan ever. <laughs> that way, it just works. Nobody knows he's double-crossed anybody. Nobody has to keep it a secret. It just fucking makes more sense. But anyway, you know, I'm not the evil genius around here. Beta is, apparently. Yes. Yeah. It's me in the background again. <laughs> We're led away. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Then, um, right, there we go. So, yeah, uh, Dr. E goes and tells Maya that all that shit's going to go on and, you know, she's in danger. She's like, fucking hell. She actually says to him, whilst he's explaining all this to her, you read too many books by Fleming. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's too meta, he says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. That's too meta for better. And Beta's <laughs> just like, oi, shut it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, apparently Thea only hires blind people for his rug factory. (laughs) As you do. Which is an actual line in the film, (laughs) which made me laugh because I just thought, what? Yeah. Why? That's massively dangerous in a rug factory. It's dangerous. It's non-productive. It's it's like, what's the point? Yeah. How are they going to make a fucking rug? Who yeah. does the quality just, control? Stevie Wonder, just <laughs> checking him out. He's like, that looks fine. Just mangled into the fucking <laughs> rug-making machines. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Not only that, but short, uh, Neil Connery turns up disguised as the guy asking the questions on the bridge in Holy Grail. <laughs> he fucking does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. It turns up as Terry Gilliam. What is your quest? Yeah. I didn't even know it was him to begin with. No, he's got the eyes. Yeah, because his eyes are all whited out. Turns out he's just looking up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a bit like The Undertaker at the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, he's just doing that. Yeah, he's, he's come dressed as a, another blind Moroccan man. Well, yeah. weaver, if you will. Yeah, that's what happens, haven't it, out there? Yeah. You know, you, you disguise yourself as a blind man, you get hired in a rug factory. That's it. That's how you make your money. Like a blind man in a rug factory, is that a saying? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it, where you just, yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's what he was like. Look at him. Wondering around like a blind man in a rug factory. That's a great <laughs> saying, I love it. Yeah, I'm going to use it from now on. Uh, he discovers that the workers are in contact with dangerous radioactive materials. Yeah, but they don't know, you see, because they're blind. Yeah. Tells one of them, and uh, they'll shit themselves. Yeah, he goes like this. You're working with radioactive materials. And he's like, ah! <laughs> he's like, I'm Moroccan, I can't understand a fucking word you're telling me. <laughs> he's like, what? 
No, um, what happened? No, the thing is, right, even though they are working with all these, all their hands are all blistered and fucking weeping sores and everything, which if you're blind, you can't feel, I, don't, I think. I think that's what it must be. Beautiful. <laughs> when a blind man cries. <laughs> when a blind, a blind man can't when a, feel. When a blind man blisters. Yeah, but it's like it's it's as though he, like being blind means he doesn't know that his hands are fucked beyond belief, and like radiation burns everywhere just because he's blind. I wish you'd have said that instead. <laughs> Your hands are fucked beyond belief. <laughs> he's like, well, how am I supposed to? I'm blind. Yeah, like, can't you feel it? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was part of the rug making. You know? Yeah, I thought it was a potato yeah. until it unravelled. <laughs> You know, not unraveled, unrolled. Not many jobs out here, is there, for the blind that's at this rug factory? Yeah, there's a fucking lot of blind people there, isn't there? Like, there is a Morocco, <laughs> bloody all there, aren't yeah. there? Shipping them in and all over the place. Uh, yeah, he, he tells him, and do you know what happens? Blind panic. <laughs> oh, yes, super. I've written it down. Fantastic. They all go fucking crazy. These blind people. There's like a riot. Yeah, but, uh, obviously they don't know what they're doing. They yeah, where no they're one, going? No one can find their way out. <laughs> Just running into each other and all kinds of shit. Neil Conray still keeps the uh, facade up even after someone says his name to him. Yeah, Thea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Buddy Beater. He's there. He's turned up to see what's going on at his rug factory. <laughs> Just checking on the blind kids. He's in there. He's just like. Ah, what's going on here? And he he just goes, does does all the uh, Arabic. And he says, ah, your Arabic is very good, Dr. Connery. And he's like feeling him up. Yeah, and he says it's uh, like from the turn of the century. Shit, I only have learned the ancient Arabic of (laughs) the fucking, what's it called, shit? I don't know. Yeah, well said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's only learned the Arabic from the turn of the century because he's like ancient studies, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Fishing Crusades and all that bollocks was Neil. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, that doesn't make any sense now. I'd like to point out at this point when Neil's dressed as a blind Moroccan weaver causing panic, he's a fucking doctor. He's not a spy. (laughs) He's a fucking plastic surgeon. He's a plastic surgeon disguised as a blind Moroccan in a rug factory. Why is the secret... Exposing radiation. Why has the Secret Service allowed him to do this? (laughs) Why are they sending an actual agent to do that? Yeah, they could have sent an actual blind man in. They could have, or someone pretending to be blind who is at least Moroccan. And fucking Juan, he could have gone, he couldn't could he, have, if yeah. he wasn't on his bloody honeymoon. Anyway, Connery, he's, he's taken away. He's taken to Big Beta's yacht. Yeah, he's taken away because it's clearly him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's speaking to a man who recognises him, having met him several times, <laughs> yeah. pretending it's not him. Yeah. Yeah, he's covers blown. This is where he's forced to do the the procedure on the the captain from the first bit of the film. He's back. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's number two. I just didn't know he was number two all the way through. He's called Kurt. All oh, right, Kurt two. Kurt, Kurt two. Kurt number two. Captain Kurt. Yes, <laughs> as he's known. Yeah, they've got a hidden surgery, which is weird because it's his yacht. So I don't know why he needs to hide the little surgery bit that he's got because he knows it's there and it's his. Yeah, but he's got it hidden away anyway behind a thing that he presses a button and it slides across. And uh, yeah, so he's got a big glass window so he can watch the surgery if he wants to. Nice. And the, as I say, the plan is to turn Kurt into an alpha lookalike. Um, but before it can happen, Connery hypnotizes Kurt. He does, doesn't he? And t- makes him attack Beta. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, Maya's uh, getting all the girls together because they say we're all going to get killed. So, you know, we, I think we better fight. And they all go, right, okay, no worries. Yeah, and he does. He hypnotizes the guy. And uh, then he suddenly just shouts, eliminate him! At which point he jumps off the gurney that he's about to be uh, operated, uh, operated on. on and just smashes through the glass window <laughs> <laughs> that he's built. It was just brilliant. I, I, I fucking love people smashing through glass, <laughs> especially when it's pointless like this. You've got to use the door. But <laughs> he, obviously, timing's of the essence. So <laughs> he smashed through the glass. Just a bloody mess on the floor <laughs> afterwards. Just run at Thea, who's there in his bloody kimono. Relaxing, having a massage. He's like, oh shit! <laughs> he, he runs off. Uh, <laughs> just fucking chasing him all over the place, isn't he? Yeah, it's brilliant. We get a successful uprising from the the ladies. Of course, we they do. take over the yacht, but Beta does manage to escape. Yeah, that rug thing. Yeah, what's the point of that? <laughs> Absolutely no point whatsoever. <laughs> what's the point of messing with radioactive materials in a rug factory? What are they for? And why would Yashuko need to know that? Yeah, what, 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 what did he gain from being there? What was any of that for? What were those radioactive materials for? I have no idea. No. To get an atomic nucleus? I don't know. Yeah, but that, that was Gamma's job. Yeah. How long ago did Beta start only hiring blind people in his rug factory for Ward to have known it who died fucking weeks ago? And to have buried it in Yushuku's brain. But why any of this? Exactly, yeah, but what, so why was that even part of what Beta was doing? Exactly. Fuck all to do with any of this. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I just pissed me off. I just <laughs> read my notes and just seen the blind people written again. I was like, what the fuck? What the hell was that? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so now we've got a big chase on. We've got uh, Captain Kurt is chasing after Mr. Thayer. Uh, you've got the women having a big fight on deck with every man that's there. Because, you know, women women equal good now. Um, <laughs> now. <laughs> well, they were bad, weren't they? Yeah, you know, they, they were. were on the side of the bad. The only reason they're good now is... Sorry, I is, just fucking punched myself in the face. Quite right. Saves me a job. <laughs> um, yeah, the only reason they're not bad now is because the bad guy was going to be bad to them. Yeah. Wasn't he? That's how the world works, Ken. It is, yeah. You know, bad begets bad. That's the same. I believe so. <laughs> yeah, uh, Thea, it makes me laugh because uh, Thea or Beta, whichever one you want to call him, I know we keep skipping between. He locks himself in a room, uh, run away from Captain Kurt. He's um, He locks himself in a room. Unfortunately, <laughs> Captain Kurt smashes through the door instantly. <laughs> doesn't open it. The door doesn't open. He just smashes through it. Like wood shattering everywhere. <laughs> it's just like, he's only been hypnotised. He's got fucking superpowers. <laughs> breaks every bone in his body. smashing through wood now after just smashing through glass. He's fucking superb. Um, Beta presses a button. And some machine gun barrels come out of the ceiling just where he stood and shoot him to death. (laughs) (laughs) That's a specific fucking uh, (laughs) self-defence machine, isn't it? They'd have to be stood just by the door. Yeah. Anyway, it works. He's dead. So there you go. (laughs) I'm I'm mocking it, but it works. He, He presses another button. Half his fucking room vanishes. And it turns out he's sat in a rubber dinghy. <laughs> and he escapes. That's a cool look for your villain, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant. 
I think actually it might have been. It was either in Doctor No or Thunderball. Um, I think it might be Thunderball. But uh, one of the villains actually does do that in a speedboat that's attached to the bottom of his yacht. So it looks a bit bit cooler than this. It's not just a dinghy in the corner. <laughs> but he, he says the line, Jettison Cocoon, <laughs> which I've always thought is a great name for a character. <laughs> I'd love to be called, have somebody called Jettison Cocoon. Well, Ken, that's in the film pitch. <laughs> but that's a true story from a Bond film. It's really, really, I've always thought he just, he just presses a button and says it. And Jettison Cocoon. And he just goes... <laughs> But he just sails off out from the yacht. Anyway, this guy's in a dinghy, so it looks a bit shitter. We're going to Alpha now. He's blaming Beta for the for this failure and demands that he kills himself. Yeah. Oh, uh, incidentally, the rugs have been sent to Munich. Not oh, yeah, sh- that's again, true. again, I'm not sure if that's part of the plot. Yeah, but they, they've been so. sent there for some reason. I think it's ever mentioned again, fuck, is it? Fuck knows why. And Beta, he he does the overacting of drinking poison. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But instead, it's actually Alpha who's killed. Yeah. Because um, what he's done, remember that life-size statue of Perseus? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, what, what Beta's somehow done is, even though it's made of bronze, he's had it adapted. So it actually fires out Perseus's sword in a projectile <laughs> sword. How the hell he's managed this, we don't know. But it stabs Alpha to death. It's fantastic. Yeah, it just shoots Alpha dead. Which means that Beta is now in total control of Thanatos. Um, it's not overly subtle, is it? No. Now, I mean, obviously, I know that his plan's going to rye, seeing as the guy's not going to have plastic surgery or anything, but it's a bit more obvious, isn't it? Now that everyone's just sat and watched him do it. Mm. Even though everyone there already knew he was going to do it because he said he was going to do it, so I don't know what the fucking point of any of this is. Still. Then, right, yes, off we go. Where are we off to now? We'll meet in Juan in Munich. That's right. And I'll tell you the reason he didn't die of that poison. Because he'd taken a Moroccan drug to protect himself from yes. an immunity from that. Inconceivable. <laughs> it's amazing stuff. Anyway, we're in Munich now. Where I believe the rugs have been sent for yes. reasons we cannot fucking understand. I think it's just for a bit later on. Is it just a power? Is, is, it the, is the radiation being put into rugs so then the rugs can go to Munich and they can then extract the radiation from the rugs again? I just thought it was so they could locate where the castle is using the Geiger counter later. Well, yeah, that's that's a plot device. But no, in the plot, I mean, in the actual There's film. There's a fucking plot. <laughs> in the actual film, why have they gone to Munich in the like rugs? Why is he sending rugs to Munich? Why doesn't he make rugs in Munich? Because there's not many blind people in Munich. I don't know if you could fucking you'd source them somehow. I could ship Surely them over from Morocco. Yeah, easier to ship people over. Where they are, ship people over from Morocco than radioactive rugs. That's true. That would have been a good band name. Can be wild and the radioactive rugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're in Munich. Uh, Maya's there. So's fucking Juan somehow. He's still bagging on about his wedding. I don't know how fucking long ago that would have been. Yeah. Saying that all we wanted to come here for on our honeymoon. But, you know, my wife will kill me if she finds out I'm here without her. Yeah. It's like she sounds a bastard. They're also joined by uh, Dex's Midnight Runners. Here they come. It's the Scottish members of the Monte Carlo Archery Club. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are they all doing there? 
Well, they don't know either because they, <laughs> <laughs> they actually say, "Why? What are we doing here? Why have you brought us here?" And uh, we don't know at this point, but they're there anyway. Yes, yeah. I love it. Neil Connery has taken total control over this whole operation <laughs> and shipped him, shipped in his band of fucking archery buddies. <laughs> for I've actually written that note. Why is he in charge of this? He's a fucking plastic surgeon. They've brought him over from Monte Carlo. With their archery tournament gear on, all dressed now as fucking, I don't know, little fucking goat boys from the the hills. Yeah. Yeah. Cans of iron brew, heroin. Yeah. Scots on tours. Scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a long-range Geiger counter in the chopper, and uh, they've found these on Highway 7 to Istanbul. Is apparently where they're going to go. There's a there's a <laughs> highway seven goes from Munich to Istanbul. That's where they think they're going to take all these radioactive rugs for reasons we cannot possibly imagine. I had a laugh out loud moment coming up. It might even be now. Is it a new outfit? Yes, yes, yes. It fucking is. <laughs> we cut to Beta and all of his henchmen dressed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking all dressed like this. Uh, I was thinking of Pleasance and yes, Puma it Man. Yes, it's Puma Man vibes all over again. But it's the fucking it's the way of the world. If you're a bad guy in world domination, this is what you. This go is for. the outfit. Whereas Pleasance had a black leather outfit, these guys have got a burnt orange leather uniform. Yeah. Very similar to what Pleasant's wore. lovely. Bit of red on there, bit of black, but it's lovely. And they're all fucking dressed like Fuck me, I laughed out loud when I saw that. And they already know what their plan is. They already know that they're in a chopper with a Geiger counter tracking the fucking... Rugs. What's the point of any of it? Ridiculous. Anyway... When they, uh, they say, he says, well, that's fine. He can do all that because as soon as we press this button on the magnetic wave, that helicopter will crash. So, you know, fuck it. Should we press it now? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. Well, we'll set a counter. Yes, we need a <laughs> counter, aren't we? We'll set a countdown for it. We've uh, got to do this properly. We're bad guys. <laughs> so we'll give him plenty of time to land, uh, which it does because they say, look, there's that castle. Let's land. So they do. He presses the countdown, and it's 120 seconds. And that <laughs> countdown is out loud every oh, second. God, yeah. Every second it says 120, 119, 118. <laughs> so somebody's fucking recorded that. Oh, God. But yeah, it, it's out loud. So we don't just get the digital countdown. We actually get somebody in there, somebody in there, like, lair. They are all listening to somebody count down from 120. <laughs> Fucking annoying. Yeah. How does Connery find out where the secret entrance is? Um, I just it just does. Yeah, yeah. He's just suddenly he's on the camera, because yeah. he, he says, "Oh, he's here," and he says, "Let him in," which is an unusual thing for the bad guy to say, but he does. He just let him in. Yeah. Which is, you know, because it is locked, isn't it? It's a secret mm. entrance, but they say let him in, so he does. They just let him in. Fantastic. Um, he tells Maya to go back, go get reinforcements. Yeah. So she does. Um, I've written the words, and I think they must have been said in the film, otherwise it's very unusual for me to write it down, unless it's a new band name I was thinking of. Um, alternate vibrators. <laughs> I can't remember that being in oh, the I'm film. I'm pretty sure that somebody says it. <laughs> okay, then. It's not your shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next bit I've got is Maya's belt inflates. 
<laughs> Which it does, because she's on her way back now. Um, so thanks for coming. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah. She Her belt inflates, and she uses it as a spear. What the <laughs> fuck was that? She takes off her belt, right? Which is obviously still in belt form. Then she twists it so it inflate. It goes like it rock solid. It solidifies, and then she throws it through somebody. What? And you know what? The thing is, the bloke she throws it through wasn't even looking. He was facing the other way. Why didn't she just go and hit him over the head with something? Or just fucking walk past him. <laughs> He's just facing the opposite way. And she's inflated her belt and thrown it through him. It's like, what's the fucking point? Fucking hell. I love these Euro spice. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's what she does. It wasted time and effort. Anyway, get back to the chopper. She's it. She's back in the chopper now. Connery gets jumped by the guards. She lands the chopper straight away. She's just wherever she needed to be, which yeah. looks like a car park near a shop. Yeah. She goes in. Makes says, a phone call. <laughs> she says, I want to speak to London. And he says, well, I don't see how. And she says, have you got a telephone? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. So she has. Uh, she gets on the phone. Uh, they press the magnetic wave, all machinery down, including telephones. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, everyone just stops. Cars are stopping outside. We get to see that. We get to see things just stop working. Like jet skis, aren't they? Like little jet skis stopping in the middle of Munich. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. Yeah. Perfect harmony. We may see it one day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, that's it. That's that's it. It's, um, it's she, the end of the film. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she was right in the middle of telling him the location of the headquarters. Who's she talking to? Cunningham? Bloody Cunningham and Maxwell. She was right about... She says, the location of the secret headquarters is... That's when the magnetic wave hits. Mm. Yeah. The magnetic wave. It's the magnetic wave. And also, another thing, guns. You know, magnetic guns. Electric guns. Mm-hmm. They're not operational no, either. because they run on electricity, don't they? Yeah, you know, when you shoot a gun, it's yeah, like electric. That's right. So it's bows, bows and arrows. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, um, there's some horse-drawn sleds around. <laughs> so she, she gets on one of them and she fucks off back to where she was in a minute ago in the castle. Does she get the fucking, all of the Scottish? Sure the, she bloody does. Are they all pissed up by yeah. now? Yeah, no, they've come out of the bar. Yeah. Come out of the bar looking for some bloody archery action. <laughs> yeah. They're in the right place. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Beta's showing off in doing his uh, look, look, Mister Connery. I'm at, juggling. Look, <laughs> at, uh, we can watch all this on my anti-magnetic equipment, <laughs> which I have. It, which explains why this is still working. Anyway, take him away. Yeah. Then we get to see uh, Maya and the archery men. They're all on horseback riding to save the day. Dr. Connery employs hypnosis once again on the guard. And uh, <laughs> and then they have a big fight. Yeah. I'm getting a beer. Fuck it up. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. The archers, uh, they, they end up attacking Beta's henchmen. We get the, the big... The, big... the henchmen. The henchmen all seem to be armed with harpoons. Yes. Because the guns don't work, you know, as was sung by the verb. The verb. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so they've got harpoons. So it, it's for the classic. Who would win in a fight? Archers 
or harpoonists? <laughs> well, we get to find out. And as an added bonus, um, they leave. The henchmen are all dressed as Mario from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> We're not sure why, but they've got their little... They're just dressed as plumbers. Yeah. Don't know why, but that's that's their outfit. You know? I mean, they did... They, I don't know if they've got berets on. They should have. Yeah. They're henchmen, after all. Yeah, it'd look ridiculous without them. <laughs> but still, yes, uh, there's a big fight in an underground cave. Yeah. Uh, you know, just One, like, one's there. Like real Bond. Yeah. Yeah, but shitter. Yeah, but terrible. Yeah. One gives uh, Connery an anti-magnetic explosive. <laughs> and the ultimate wedgie. <laughs> right up there and a wet willy but he's like Whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's no stranger to those anti-magnetic explosive could just be dynamite couldn't it yes could be anything explosive <laughs> yeah. really I mean it doesn't need electric does no. it <laughs> it's guns why aren't the fucking guns working they're not you don't charge a gun <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, yeah, he's like Connery. It's up to you, the plastic surgeon. Not you. Not you. Just hang back and fucking maybe <laughs> not go. Not me, in. the actual spy who's already got the device. <laughs> I'll give you it. <laughs> you need to stop this magnetic wave, don't you see? Don't you see, Neil? It's you. Well, I will tell you what, they didn't plan on Beta getting his bow and arrow out. Remember, he was quite good at archery. Not bad. He's not that bad. He doesn't give a shit about it, as he's explained twice. <laughs> he's already said, I could give a fuck about archery. Yeah. Yeah, which led me on to another rant, which was edited out. <laughs> it's like, so neither of you want to win this competition. What are you fucking doing here? I run this every year, right? And you turn up, you're not fucking bothered. You're dressed like a fucking twat, Connery. <laughs> Said in you, where's your kimono? Said on the invitation, kimonos only, dickhead. Yeah, which is which is one of our albums. <laughs> kimonos only. Yeah. <laughs> Just me and you on the front in kimonos. <laughs> that was that was some soft jazz, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he's quite good at archery, although he fucking hates it. We uh, get yeah, we get an archery duel, don't we? Yeah, that's unusual for. It is. It's unusual for anything. You're going to say for a film, but in any anything, in life, any time, that's an unusual thing. You know, like a shootout in the Old West. That would have been a bit shitter if it was archery. I'd imagine out in the Native Americans is exactly how they did have well, their duels. High noon. Don't you think? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, high noon, sitting bull. They end up like scrapping on the floor at one point, Connery and well, they do because, Beta. Because um, Beta's got a bow and arrow drawn, right, on Connery. Connery runs into the room. <laughs> He's like, oh, he runs into drew the room. <laughs> like a yeah, cock and balls on his head. <laughs> yeah. he, he runs into the room and he's already got it there. He's, he's primed. He's got the arrow. He's got pulled back ready. And somehow Connery outdraws him and fires first. <laughs> How does that happen? He's not even, even stood primed. He's just stood with it in his other hand. He knew it was going to happen because he read his lips. Before he got into the room. I'm about to shoot him with my bow and arrow. Can't wait for him to arrive. Yes. <laughs> Is what he was whispering. Okay, yeah, he's looking through the, the porthole, yeah, just reading the, his lips. The bloody portcullis. <laughs> Fucking knew it. Although he's in the castle now, so maybe he's got one. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't edit the other bit out now because you fucking mentioned it again. Looking straight through the pork cutlet. <laughs> pork cutlet. Yeah. <laughs> yum, yum. yeah, he's in Munich, isn't he? They do, they do the whole like, you know, like in um, westerns where they both got them drawn with a close yeah. up of the eyes. They do, they do that now. They do. 
they fire. Connery winces. And so does Beta. But then looks like he's masturbating when he just <laughs> lifts his head up. He's the masturbator after all. Yeah, and it turns out that Neil Connery has shot Beta in the chest with his bow and arrow. Holy fuck. And Beta has only shot Neil Connery in his arm. Of which he's got two. Yeah. And Beta's dead. Falls to the floor, dead. Can't believe that. Can't believe it. You'd expect better from for Beta. Yeah. A better death. Yeah. You expect him to explode or something. Yeah, not shot with an arrow. No. Nah. <laughs> Through his fucking leather outfit as well, of all things. Yeah, you'd expect that better protection, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, Connery and Meyer and the rest of the Dexys Midnight Runners. <laughs> they escape from the base. Uh, and obviously... One of them stops, shouts, come on, Eileen. She was lagging behind. <laughs> Thank you. That was another one of your films. Yeah. <laughs> documentary, that one. <laughs> and uh, the base obviously explodes. Yeah. And uh, looking at the explosion, uh, explodes half of Europe as well, doesn't it? It's a <laughs> fucking big explosion, that is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. We cut uh, a cut away. And yeah, uh, that's the end of the plot, by the way. We just now have a little epilogue, a little light-hearted one, you know, like at the end of Bond. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, but, uh, but still massively shitter. Commander Cunningham, he wants to recruit Neil Connery as a permanent agent, but Connery uses his hypnotic powers. He does, yeah. He put, bridges his fingers, makes him forget that he's asking him what he's asking him. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. What, why? Why does he just say no? Yeah. Has he got another letter? Has he got a letter from his mum saying he has to? <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, Dr. Connery, your mother has said you do have to be a spy from now on, like your brother. Yeah, I like it when they were discussing the plan earlier on and they were saying, like, your brother, he's over here. Like, like they've pointed out where he is on the map. Like, mm. like he's gone somewhere. Out. I love that they keep mentioning, <laughs> but not by name. Of course not. Um, anyway, yeah, so he forgets what he's doing there, and he's just like, what the bloody hell am I doing here talking to you? You're not the real Connery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he just goes, <laughs> Convinces <laughs> Commander Cunningham he's got, like, he's, Alzheimer's. Yeah, he's fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. Kicks him off his boat, and uh, then it's just like, ready, girls? Let's go! And yeah, they the, set sail. Yeah. To the fucking song. The song the plays. The song comes back on. Much to the delight of no one. I loved it. The credits roll. Turn it right up. And that's the end of the film. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So what did you think, Ken? Your first view in of it. it? Uh, to be honest, it was fucking amazing. Yeah? I really liked it. I it know. It was just fucking so stupid. Yeah. The whole thing was mental. Yeah. It's an I insane I think that's what you film. sent. You text me saying this film is fucking yeah, mental. Yeah, it's insane. All of it. The fact that he's got super skills of fucking plastic surgery, hypnosis, and lip reading. What the fuck? Who's written that? <laughs> it's never Who's ever... decided those are the three things that he's going to be do- good at? And it's never ever come in handy more than on this mission. <laughs> he would be shit in any other mission except this one. Exactly. He's hypnotising fucking Japanese women so he could like reconstruct their face. What's the point? <laughs> To the point of that, using ancient Tibetan techniques. Why does he know them? When was he in Tibet learning that for what? His plastic surgery fucking business. Yeah. Why? <laughs> make any sense whatsoever. None of it makes sense. You know, why don't they get his brother to do it? Exactly. He's already on the mission. He's there. He's, he's fucking halfway there already. Look. 
Yeah. Why don't you get him to do it? He ain't got those skills. He's never needed them. He's got a fine-tuned art of seduction. That's when they went, Sean, <laughs> that's when you need him. <laughs> yeah. Not bloody Neil hypnotising women just so he could have sex with them. With his little fucking goatee. Yeah, with his little bloody beard. Anyway, I thought it was really good fun. <laughs> Absolutely stupid from start to finish. The song is fucking outrageous. Yeah. Really enjoyed the song. I laughed as soon as that song started. So I thought, <laughs> Jesus. I'm so high. Bloody hell, love. Yeah, brilliant. Calm yourself. <laughs> He's just like, Jesus. Yeah, that was awful. Um, yeah, the Bond villain, the whole seven minutes of nobody speaking, but the plot unravelling in front of you, just in silence. With and, music yet, and yet that's lauded in uh, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. <laughs> they're just being silenced at the beginning, you know. Oh, yeah, they do. Once upon a time in the West as well, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, at the but, train station. Yeah. yeah, but that's like that's building tension. This is not. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is a ridiculous song, and everyone dressed like gimps. Yeah, this is not that at all. Yeah, yeah. This this is just it's a it's a true bizarre film. Mm. Very much uh, that could just, only come from Europe. Yeah, it's just one of those where you just think. What the fucking hell is this? And then we're just going, yep, that'll do. There's a certain level of like campy, I don't know, with, with the, you know, like we, we did the Jaws rip off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That had that as well. Yeah, that the feel, last shark. The last yeah. shark of just campiness. And this has the same, just feels different, doesn't it? These Euro films. Yeah, I mean, this, this one's more intentional, I think. I don't yeah. think that was. Well, I think that was a serious attempt at a killer <laughs> shark film. This one, this one, this is just, uh, it's just nonsense, isn't it? But you get a lot of Bond people who just do it. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, okay. They must have got permission as well to be in this. You'd think. Bernard Lee and uh, Maxwell, especially Lois Maxwell and Bernard Lee, because sti- they were still in Bond films. Yeah. The other two, uh, they were, well, three, sorry, they were Bond villains in one. Mm. <laughs> Except one guy who was in fucking three. Yeah. There's different, <laughs> different characters, different evil guys in that. That's impressive, isn't it? Yeah, so sure, surely they must have got permission to do this. Yeah. I know it's not licensed or anything, and they never mention it, but it's fucking hell. They must have got something. So where's this? Uh, is this a bad movie? Is this being included in, fucking the, bad in the bad movie cult? Of course it is. Yeah? Yeah, no question about it. <laughs> it's a fucking enjoyable bad movie, I'll give it that, but it's not a good movie in any stretch, is it? No. Nothing's good. Yeah. Except the badness. And I agree, <laughs> which means... That Operation Double Double O Seven, Operation Kid Brother, OK Connery, OK Connery, is the newest member of the bad movie called Welcome Neil. Welcome, Doctor Neil Connery. That's been put to bed. Shall we move on to today's film pitch? Oh, Mama! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So what I've got, Ken, is I'm thinking. Oh, go on. A spy movie. We've not done one yet. Okay, I like it. Jettison Cocoon. <laughs> Is the yes. name of the man in the main man? Of course it is. Good to have him here at last. I'm thinking that's fucking years, man. Yeah. Who's playing Jettison Cocoon? I was thinking maybe John Hamm. Oh, what a great, great casting he's in. Yeah, that's not bad, right? John Hamm. Yeah. As Jettison Cocoon. Jettison Cocoon. Right. We need, you know, like Pussy Galore and. Oh, I do. You know. Ivana Humpalot and all them lot. Yeah, that was a bit more of a spoof. <laughs> I've got Jugs Ahoy. <laughs> Jugs Ahoy. I like it. 
She's a salty sailor. How salty? <laughs> that is what Cocoon asks <laughs> his handler when he's introduced to her. Played by... Mm-hmm. Hmm. John Hamm. No, we can't have him. <laughs> <laughs> John Hamm plays everyone. That's not going to work, is it? Played by... Who's got tits? That's what we need to be thinking And about. knows how to use them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does anyone have big tits anymore? <laughs> Email in. Badmovicallygmail.com <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Where's all the tits gone? <laughs> <laughs> what a couple of hot takes we've had in this episode. I'm still learning what they are. Why is everyone so fat and where are all the tits <laughs> why gone? Why has nobody got tits? There's two right here. Um... I'm still learning what hot takes are. Right. I think my first two are pretty good, right? Not bad. Oh, yes. Hit the ground running. Um, okay, who has got tits then? Um, <laughs> Salma Hayek? Of course Salma Hayek's got tits, but I didn't want to keep mentioning her. I'm thinking her. You know, the time. You, you know I'm fucking thinking her. Jugs Ahoy, Salma Hayek. Of course it fucking <laughs> Rolls off the tongue, Jesus so to speak. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> Michael Douglas. <laughs> no offence, Michael. <laughs> If you still have a tongue. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I mean, they had like someone called Christmas, didn't they? One of them. Was it Denise Richards? It was indeed, yeah. I thought Christmas only came once a year. Dirty, dirty Pierce. <laughs> he can <laughs> be in. We've got a character called Dirty Pierce. Yeah, Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Played by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. The name's Bond. That's how he used to say it. Right? Yeah. James Bond. She's <laughs> like just exhaling at all times, Pierce Brosnan. We need a bad guy. Dirty Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a villain? <laughs> no, he's no. an informant. He's an undercover agent. I like it. He's a tramp. He used to, yeah, he was a former. Yeah. Former agent. Gone gone rogue off the grid. Yeah, he's on the register. Lives <laughs> lives in a lives in a warehouse. Yeah. Squatting. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what he's doing when we see him? Yeah, dirty, <laughs> he's dirty. The shit. That's why he's called Dirty Pierce. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, obviously, head of the agency. Yeah. Carl Weathers. Yes, of course. I've been writing down anyway, but go on. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Yeah. We need um, a tech guy who comes up with all the gadgets. Um, Rick Moranis. Absolutely. What could he, he be called? Gadget. Uh, Dick Bush. No, we, no, we need to save Dick Bush. Not wasting, we do. We're not, we're not wasting Dick Bush on Rick Moranis. <laughs> no offence, Rick. What about um, Geppetto? <laughs> yeah, okay. Why not? <laughs> Who's playing that? Rick Moranis? Yeah. Okay. Because he invents, doesn't he? He creates. <laughs> he does, yeah, you're right. Little wooden boys, that's all he offers you. <laughs> all he offers Jetson Cocoon. Fucking useless with your petto. Just dress like him from Pinocchio as well. <laughs> so I'm trying. Fucking leather apron. I'm trying, Jettison. I'm trying. <laughs> um, Fucking rubbish. Every time I come here, it's so a little wooden boy. Sick of it. Yeah, that's brilliant. 
Uh, right, we need a villain. We do need a villain. Against John Hamm. Hmm. We need somebody extravagant. An extravagant villain. Hugh Grant? Oh, he's, he could be extravagant, couldn't he? I quite like that idea of Hugh Grant being the one. Yeah. He's done many villainy, has he? Has he done much? I think so. Golly, golly gosh, golly. Yeah, cr- cranky. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's what he usually does. Yeah, but he'd be good. I think, right, Hugh Grant, we give him a goatee, goatee beard, not a little fucking goat. <laughs> we could also have one of Would them. you stop saying this? Stop giving people goats. <laughs> he could also have a little goat. <laughs> he could. <laughs> he could, couldn't he? He could. There's no reason he can't. Instead of a white cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just on his knee, <laughs> stroking a goat. <laughs> and he could be called um, the goat. Yeah. Calls himself the GOAT, the greatest of all time, that acronym. Yeah. Yeah? Excellent. So he just calls himself the GOAT. Yeah. The Giddy GOAT. <laughs> That's when he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he could be called that derogatory. Somebody could call him a Giddy GOAT. He doesn't like it. Yeah. So can he just be called the GOAT? The GOAT. Right, he's in. I think he'd be good. And he's got a goatee beard. Yeah. Horns. Could have his hair up in horns, could he? <laughs> like in uh, Maleficent. Is, is that the film? I don't know. Angelina Jolie, she's got uh, big fucking horns of hair. hair. Hair horns. Oh, nice. Well, there we go then. Like Flock of Seagull style. That kind of shit, yeah. That'll look good, won't it? That'll be intimidating. <laughs> yeah, because in silhouette, it's like the fucking bloody Tim Curry and legend, isn't it? In silhouette. Yeah. But he comes on to it, it's just his hair. <laughs> oh, God. So he's got a goat. He's got a goatee beard. He's got horn hair. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. I like the idea. That, and he's uh, got hooves. Yeah. <laughs> Four hooves. Yeah. Look at my hooves. Look at yeah. my hooves. And he's a goat from the waist down. Nice. That's ridiculous. None it doesn't of that. have to be. No, no, no. That was just uh, throwing it out there. Yeah. No, he's not. That he's just called the goat. He's got a goat, and uh, got a little goaty beard. Yeah. We could do the hair if you want. We could, or you could just be a helmet he wears. And he's also got like a little like like a henchman called you know like odd job and jaws and people like we need one of them. Yeah. Maybe Hans Rendezvous. Could German. Well, Rendezvous French, isn't it? So first name's Hans. Why? Why not? Is he of German French descent? Yeah, you don't know where he's from. Well, one of them two, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> and uh that's that's played by Christoph Waltz. Fucking hell. That's a big name for a bloody supporting role, isn't it? Well, this is the interesting character, isn't it? He was supporting roles in Okay. Are you wanting to be called Hans Rendezvous? Yeah. Why? It's just one that we'd written down. Okay, well he's in. Mind you, he has been in Bond as well, so we've also got that, like in OK Connery, where we bring people from the Bond world in, and we've got Dirty Pierce. <laughs> What's his name? Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Oh, I've spent that one. Right, so we've spent all the budget on Christoph Waltz. I guess they all just sit in a room. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So what could is, what could the GOAT's plan be? It's world domination, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it bloody is. Using goats? Yeah, yes. If you kill all the goats in the world, the ecosystem, he wants to be the only goat. 
Oh, I don't know. I think he's using goats to overrun government. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. Get it down, yes. <laughs> Excellent. He's infiltrating um, NATO with goats. How? Um, he's dressing them up in clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly replacing everyone. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got uh, Hans Rendezvous, his uh, plastic surgeon. Yes, he is. And he's making these goats look more human. <laughs> mm. <laughs> They're replacing um, world leaders. Yeah. And the goat has uh, got telepathic control over the goats. I like it. So they're all voting his Through way. ancient Tibetan <laughs> yeah, total exactly. recall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a goat. <laughs> I am not a goat. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of thing. So it's up to Jettison Cocoon, Jugs Ahoy, Carl Weathers, Rick Moranis. And uh, Dirty Pierce. And Dirty Pierce on yeah. the inside. Yeah. <laughs> to stop these goats. Yeah. Dirty Pierce is like a, a homeless person, but he has all the connections. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's from when he was in the service. Yeah. Yeah. Before he went mental. Yeah, and dropped off the grid. Yeah. So how how does Jettison Cocoon... Has he got any, like, cool gadgets? Has he got a cool car? Yeah, he's, he's got a, a little wooden boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> your pet He made does, him. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's made him one of them. <laughs> it's just in every shot with him. <laughs> he drives around with him in his car, <laughs> in a little, like, child seat, <laughs> booster seat in the back. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's all he's got from him. <laughs> that's, that's, all he's, that's all he's got from Geppetto. It's obvious. Fucking useless. <laughs> that's a fucking mental crossover. <laughs> Pinocchio and James Bond. It's just in the back. That's fucking amazing. Yep. So, um, how does he stop him then? He basically... Does he uh, kill Christoph Waltz? Um, he falls from a height, but we don't know if he's dead. Right, you never see him die. No. He just falls into, maybe into some clouds. Into the clouds? Oh, yeah, from high, he's, yeah. because he's high up. Yeah. And he just falls, like, he just vanishes into the clouds, and we don't know what happened. Maybe an end of credits extra scene. Yeah. Where he's okay. Nice. Because there's a bouncy castle or something underneath. Very good. Don't know. And uh, the goat, does he die? Of course he doesn't. He doesn't die. End of credits scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Just dead. loads of them. <laughs> he's, he's not dead. There's loads of bouncy castles, isn't there? Yeah, well, there is. Yeah. There is. It's what he's next. I bet there's be more about. bouncy castles than you think. There probably is, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of goats as well. If you think, you know, I bet if you think how many goats there might be, I, I think if they all, more. if they all organised, they could probably overthrow government. I reckon they could, couldn't they? Yeah, especially with plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you let them loose with that. I think this is possibly like it's a warning, if nothing else. This you got the eco theme to it as well, because this is a warning of what could happen if goats had plastic surgery done on them. Yeah, and could be telepathically controlled. What could this film be called? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Need a James Bond style title. The goat who butted me. That's too much, isn't it? Um, goat finger? Oh no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I don't want that one. The man with the wooden boy. <laughs> the man with the, with the wooden goat. 
He hasn't got oh, he's got a wooden boy. He has, yeah. <laughs> the man with the wooden boy. <laughs> that's the name of it. Get it down. Because <laughs> that's not integral to the plot. He just has one. <laughs> he's just got one. It's not. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it doesn't play a part in the film. It does. It's in every scene. Yeah, I know, but he's just got it. It's not like the thought of it. Like when he's running in a high-speed chase, I like the thought you're seeing he's got him in a papoose on his back. <laughs> I was thinking you'd see the thing running, and then he was working him with the strings as he's running himself. I haven't got time for that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> secret agent. He's strapped him to his back, or he's not taking him. <laughs> and he has to take him. He's not leaving him on his own. It's not fair. <laughs> so yeah. Does he get kidnapped by the goat at one point and held hostage? The goat, the wooden boy. The wooden boy. <laughs> Um, I suppose he could. No, no sort of movement so the kid gets it. I don't know if we'd do that to him. That'd be a heart-wrenching, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. For, for Jettison. And then maybe Jettison Cocoon can... Maybe he's got like a watch that shoots like toothpaste. Why? For the morning. <laughs> <laughs> for his morning routine. He's made that one himself. Yeah, it's basically well, a watch with yeah, a tube of toothpaste. It just like hits the toothpaste. It just straps a toothpaste to his hand. To his wrist. Yeah. With a watch. watch over the top. <laughs> okay. Well, so, that he wears at all times. So I understand the use of it, but what's he use it for here? He just hits it and it fires and hits the goat in the eyes. <laughs> okay. He doesn't like that, does he? No, and then he gets the floss <laughs> round his neck. Up. <laughs> Just round his neck. Not like a garrote. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, where's he yeah. getting that from? Where's he got that coiled? His watch. He's got that coiled up there as well. Yeah, around the round the the rim. He's got his whole bloody morning routine <laughs> round that wrist, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't see why not. I see why this couldn't be used. <laughs> what do you reckon? Or could that be to get rid of Christoph Waltz? What, who doesn't like dental hygiene? <laughs> yeah. He's allergic. Nah. Well, he hits him with the toothpaste, garrots him, and then he falls through he the falls clouds. Through the, into the into clouds. The, into the bouncy castles, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay then. He's yeah. out of there. So how do he get rid of the goat? Maybe he's got, like, um, a projectile from his shoe. He throws the wooden boy at him. No, because he's got him... Oh, no, was that Christoph Waltz? Oh, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. That's yeah. how he... That's because he's got toothpaste, doesn't he? Yeah. He... Yeah, he throws him at him. And he's like... Like, yeah. moving him around by yeah. the arms. Yeah, because he go, he, he's got him off um, Christoph Waltz, so he's got him off Hans Rendezvous, and he's there, and he's, uh, he's uh, hugging him, and that's when uh, the goat comes in. And says, ah, Jettison Cocoon, so good of you to come. And does all that business. And um, yeah, he throws the wooden boy at him. And it hits him in the head. And he's like, ow, fucking hurts. <laughs> that really hurt. Yeah, that really hurt. Why? Why have you done that? And that's the distraction he needs to rugby tackle him into the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's just a trap door, a lever. He throws his, like, um, shoe at it. Yeah. To hit the button. He's um, no, he's got a projectile in his shoe, like you said. Yeah, but it's um, uh, hairbrush. Just going with morning routine. <laughs> yeah, the hair dryer in the yeah. other one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got some fucking big shoes. Don't 
big shoes to fill, <laughs> is what they say. Yeah, and then you got Phil. Go like that. What? <laughs> what am I going to do? Always get these. What am I going to do with these? <laughs> it's just a hairdryer and fucking hairbrush with his shoes. <laughs> probably. It'd probably be easier. One of his fucking gadgets is. It's household. Probably be easier to just take that with him in a bag <laughs> rather than having his fucking another man in his shoes. Super <laughs> secret agents only gadgets is his morning routine. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, great. So yes, Ken, you're right. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Hair dryer shoot what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he flicks his hair dryer, blows him off the the cliff. <laughs> yes. Or he's tied to a chair, Jetson Cocoon, and he uses the hairdryer to propel him. <laughs> <laughs> Chairs on wheels. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh he can't reach, so he gets the the extra length from the hairbrush to press the button with his shoe. What button? The button to drop the goat through the floor into the clouds. Why is why is he stood on the trapdoor though? Because he got hit by the wooden boy. <laughs> so he stumbled back. Yeah. And whilst he stumbled back, he's had time to <laughs> propel himself <laughs> with his hairdryer shoe. <laughs> and then extend his leg with his hairbrush shoe. Press a button that unleashes the trapdoor and he's not had time to move. <laughs> he's just like Aah. I'm so I'm so befuddled, says Hugh Grant. <laughs> he's he's wrestling with the wooden boy, isn't he? <laughs> does the does the wooden boy not? He can't fall through as well. No, no, no. He's hang, hanging on. <laughs> when you look down, <laughs> he's just hanging on to the edge of the uh, trapdoor. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. He's holding on to um, the floss cocoon's tie. <laughs> <laughs> How big's that? <laughs> It's fucking. He's on the other side of the room, isn't he? Pressing the button. Yeah, <laughs> a really long time. Has that ever come in useful before? No. No. <laughs> That's a fucking lucky break, isn't it? How long is it? Like, like twelve foot. <laughs> it's just never mentioned, but. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he could have a he could have a twelve foot tie on. <laughs> yeah, of course he guy's a secret agent, isn't he? He's got loads of stuff we don't know about. A fucking hairdryer in his shoe. <laughs> the least ridiculous thing is he's got a long tie on. Is it always visible? Is it always visible? Yeah. Dragging behind him and he's he wakes like, up with he it. <laughs> he wears it with his pajamas. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's <laughs> John Ham will do this yeah, one. He's, he's got that then, yeah. He's got a really long tie on. <laughs> right. Right, then there we go. Are we done? <laughs> I think so. We better be. <sighs> yeah, cool. Nice one. And that's the story. <laughs> the man with the, the wooden man with the wooden boy. <laughs> The new spy thriller. 
coming your way soon. <laughs> to go head to head with MGM's James Bond <laughs> franchise. <laughs> He's got a hairdryer shoe and a long tie, and a little wooden boy he takes around with him. And there we go. <laughs> uh, we'll get on to that as soon as possible, and uh, hopefully, we'll get that made. Right, what are we doing next? <laughs> we need to end the episode. Right, let's end it with that. We can't get any better than that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode, everybody. And what did you think? Let us know. The email address is badmoviecult at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can. You just need to search the Bad Movie Cult discussion group on Facebook. All links will be available in the show notes. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and are wondering how to support us, we ask that you please like, follow, subscribe to us on whatever platform it is you listen to us on. And if you can leave us a rating or review, it's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week with another movie review, deep dive and film pitch right here on the Bad Movie Cult Podcast. Goodbye, Kenneth. Goodbye, everybody. He thrills me. He kills me. He gives me the feeling maybe it's love. He charms me. Alternate vibrators.